Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a throwdown Thursday bleeding over to a freestyle Friday. But let's go and get this party started, man. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, bro? <laughs> uh, breaking news. Georgia just scored again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think TCU is the walrus, is the masturbating walrus in this scenario. Like, ju- ju- <laughs> I mean, it's just a disaster. Just a disaster. My gosh. I was all excited. Well, I was looking forward to this game. I was hoping it was going to be good. I mean, I think we were all realists, and we, you know, you figured Georgia was going to win. But I, I was really hoping TCU was going to make it an entertaining football game, and they did not. I think even if you're an ardent Georgia fan, I mean, that was not, I mean, you enjoy a beatdown. You know what I mean? When it's your team and you love your team, you enjoy a good whooping, but you can't tell me that was a great football game. It was a great performance by Georgia. It was a phenomenal performance by Stetson Bennett, right? But not a, not a good game. So we'll certainly revisit that because there's, there's one thing that I think is borderline criminal about Stetson Bennett and I'll, I'll tell you when we circle back to that. But, Shannon, I did want to ask you, as Lovey Smith went full Les Sneed, F them picks in that <laughs> Texans-Colts game, bro. That was that was one of the most compellingly dramatic and entertaining games between some garbage-ass football teams that we've seen in a while. I mean, it really was. It, I it mean, really, it, truly it, was. It really yeah. was. And, you know, I thought it was hilarious when people were like, they were talking about Lovey Smith, and they're like, "Once a bear, always a bear." Since that game delivered the number one overall pick to Chicago, look here's <laughs> here's the thing, man. Number one, if you're gonna fire a dude, go ahead and fire a dude, right? Lovey Smith knew what was happening, and, and I'm telling you, they were like, "F that, man, we're going, we're rolling." Oh and, yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, I mean, it was 31 to 24 under a minute to go. Texans had the ball fourth and 20. Davis Mills is there scrambling off, fires off just a prayer to Jordan Akins in the end zone. And I still, it's amazing to me that that Colts DB couldn't get a hand on it. Yeah, right. uh, uh, Thomas, I kind of forget his name. I think so. Right over his hands, goes right to Jordan Aikens, and then they convert the two-point conversion. So the funny part is, is that guy picked off Mills at the end of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. He grew up with DeMar Hamlin. Yes. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, he goes to intercept it and just mistimes the, well, Missed times the jump, <laughs> and Aikens catches it. I don't know what the DB behind Aikens was thinking. Not enough, clearly. I mean, that was a pretty lazy effort. I mean, that was that was like a box out, no help. Yeah. I mean that that was trash. It's just nuts to me. Like, <laughs> it's just the ending of that game is bananas, right? It, it truly is. I and- mean. And then he's wide open for the two-point conversion. I know. And uh, it's like and, – and, and, of course, I'm laughing because I'm like, I took Houston and Survivor because uh-huh. I'm like, I want a better draft pick. I don't care if we win that game or not. You know, we're not making the playoffs. Who cares? Playoffs. Right? <laughs> Coach Moore lives. Coach, uh, Coach Moore will live forever. Yes. Thanks to that. So, I'm, you know, and I was okay with it. Like – it gets us a top four pick. The Colts and the Bears are friendly, but Indy has to figure out who their coach is going to be. Hopefully not Jeff Saturday. Come on, man. It's going to be Jeff Saturday, bro. In my 
my opinion, that sucked. Stay the fuck away from D'Amico Ryan's, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to interview me. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Go go steal Eric Bieniemy away from Kansas City. No. I want them to interview Bieniemy and D'Amico Ryan's at a minimum. D'Amico you want the interview with. I I don't just interview. I you ain't gotta hire him, but no, no, I hear you. I I I know there's a lot of fascination with the enemy, but D'Amico, like if those were the two guys that were on the table, I'd be uh, I'd want to shoot my shot with D'Amico and see what he brings to the table. You know what I mean? That's I'm okay what, with that. Yeah, that's what I'd want to know for sure. And and the next question is is do you feel comfortable if one of the top three quarterbacks being married to them. And if you don't, we'll either draft Will Anderson or we'll go back and we'll figure it out next year and try to get Caleb Williams. You can get your man Carr up there. You like these retread quarterbacks? Let's nah, roll. Nah, it, that's that's too much money on the cap. Come on. Do it. Oh, nah. Hmm. Fun factoid, Houston Texans edition. The Texans won all three of their road games in the AFC South. Come on. Uh-huh. Wait a second. That that seriously? Yeah, they were wow. at Tennessee at Jackson. Right, well, I know they clipped Jacksonville early in the season, but they were three wow. thirteen and one, but they won all three of their road games in the AFC South. <laughs> and the owner's going, How? How? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lovey Smith, full less neat edition, man. F them picks. Lovey Smith. Leroy Jenkins edition. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Davis Mills, Lovey Smith. That's what you get, man. Straight Lovey up. Lovey Smith and Kirby Smart. <laughs> yeah. Lovey Smith and Kirby Smart. <laughs> FM kids. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that was pretty wild. All right, let's go and get Randy up in his piece, too, man. Heck yeah. All right, old Randy Giggity Giles, man. 49ers looking pretty uh, pretty good there. Going into the playoffs, man. You got to like that setup. Brock Purdy, 5-0 as a starter. Not bad. No, not not too bad at all. Uh, considering that uh, he's definitely one of the, surprisingly, one of the top quarterbacks since uh, taking over as a starter. Yes, which is still weird. But you know what? If you got the chops, you got the chops. And, you know, people will say, oh, it's a great team. It's good. And all of that is true. All of that is true. But if it's a good fit and he's the right, you know what I mean? Like if it's a good fit and he's the right player for the scheme and all those whatever variables you want to throw into the mix, maybe it's fluky. Who knows? Time will tell that. But if he's going to have one of these, you know, fantastic runs, you know, then baller, you get to enjoy that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they hold the Seahawks in their two games they played this year to a total of 20 points? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Not 20 points in each game. 20 points total. (laughs) Like 10 per game. (laughs) That's, uh, you know, and I know Seattle's excited to make the playoffs, and kudos to them for pulling that out because... God bless. I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I like. Well, how, I'm sure they're thanking Jalen Ramsey right now for that. Yeah, I like how uh, Whitfield just sent me a message saying he was hoping we were going to record Friday night. No, bro. Ne- negative. How often do we record on a Friday night? 
That's Very usually rare. under extreme conditions. Yeah, and if you have a kid-free Saturday, we're recording. Yeah, well, that and when there's not like games on, if it's after the NFL season, maybe. Yeah. But going into the playoffs, playoffs, nah, bro, playoffs. nah, bro. That's on you, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. But you know, we can we can do the old classic Woodfield guest spot. <laughs> yeah, the, there you go. Yeah, there's Matt bitching about Lafleur because that's all he'd probably do. Lafleur, <laughs> yeah, 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 he'd probably go. Well, there's plenty of things to complain about in that game. There's no doubt about that. But uh, we'll get to that dumpster fire of a finale as well. Good for the Lions, not so good for Green Bay, man. That was a that was a damn bummer. But anyway, the the 49ers, yeah, dude. I mean. I, I know people will argue that their schedule wasn't as hard as some other ones, man. And like I hear all that crap, but it, it's hard because you have to break out the team with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? You have to kind of deal with three quarterbacks and three different periods of time in the season, and it's almost like different chapters, right? And then some of the injuries they've had. The reality is, like, you can look back all you want, but look at what the team is right now, right? And I think the more important question for me, the press, more pressing question in the NFC, quite frankly, is how healthy is Philadelphia? Because if the 49ers are what we think they are, right, and Philadelphia plays up to the level that we think they should, as long as Jalen Hurts and his shoulder are right, you know, and they've got some injury issues too. Well, I mean, it's football. Everybody's going to have some kind of injury issues. It's a matter of severity um, and who, who's available to actually suit up and play. But it, you know, who else really inspires a ton of confidence in the NFC? I mean, the Cowboys don't. They went and dumpster fired dandied out there in Washington. What kind of crap was that? Uh, Tampa Bay, you kind of feel like they might be able to stick the Cowboys, but I don't know how much that they have in the tank past that. You can't trust Minnesota. Can't trust Seattle. Can't trust the Giants. I mean, the, the Giants might be able to take out Minnesota. I like their chances against Minnesota, but... Okay, well, outside of that, I mean, it feels like it's Philly and, and you know, it's the, Eagles and, it's the Eagles and the 49ers, right? I mean, that's yeah. you look at that side of the bracket, you feel like, okay, San mm-hmm. Fran, Philly, that's what the NFC Championship game should be if the teams play up to what we think they're going to be, right? Yep, should be. So that's what you would expect. So I don't know. So just curious. I mean, it was nice to see J.J. Watt have his moment. It's still weird to think he's retiring. There's a part of me that, you know, thinks it would have been cool if he had finished out either in Green Bay or in Pittsburgh. Like, that would have been pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he gets to go out kind of calling his own time. And I would imagine some of the hell scares. He's old enough. He's got, you know, a kid, all that kind of stuff. You, your priorities shift a little bit. Uh, but I would imagine the health scares he's had. Sometimes it's nice to be able to call it a career when, like, you know you can still play, but you you know what I mean? like On your own terms. You, yeah, you yeah. do it on your own terms. And there's uh, there's always players that do that. Calvin Johnson could have, I mean, Megatron could have played longer. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yeah. yeah. There's all, and, you know, there's always the proverbial guys that play one year too many. Um, and it's tough. And so for a guy like, you know, Watt, he he could play next year. You know that. You know Absolutely. that, and he'd still be good. But I mean, he's a first—he's an absolute lock as a first ballot Hall of Famer, no That's doubt. Done. So that was I got, like, to me, it's just a shame he finished his career with that moron 
Kyler Murray. Um, it's just a shame. You know, every a lot of stuff looked pretty good on paper going into that, but man, it's it's just it, there were so many opportunities, right? And it's just like, man, why did, how did why do you end up there in that dumpster fire in Arizona? <laughs> what a shame. That's how you finish that career. But kudos, I'll raise a glass to him real quick. You know, yeah. hell of a career. Hell yeah. I was gonna say the last Colts game I went to, I watched the, them versus the Texans, and mm. he made everyone on that field look small. Yeah, he, that he's is a, big a dude. large man. Yeah, he made every, and those are professionals, dude. And he made them all. Even his own team, he made them all look small. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. Looked like Andy Reid in the pump, pass, and kick competition. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice pull, man. I like that. I like that. That's quality. That's I mean, you got to figure. I mean, the dude, I can't remember, something like 54, 55-inch box jump and stuff like that. I mean, the dude is just a physical freak. Yeah. All around. I guess what I'm curious, uh, I, I would imagine you're not intimidated by Seattle, and I know how much you – I know how much you love to just, you know, dump on the Seahawks. So I'm kind of curious, looking forward for the 49ers. I mean, it would take some kind of weird football curse or miracle for <laughs> this to go sideways against the Niners, wouldn't it? I mean. <laughs> well, if they don't take the game seriously, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously they're going to, but it's just like that idea. It's like if you get a little too overconfident, there's always going to be that uh, one thing where it's just like, because you know, like DK Metcalf, he's only had in the two games during the regular season seven catches for fifty-five yards out of DK Metcalf of all play of right. all players. Um, obviously, if if they can slow down Bosa, who's been an absolute nightmare against Seattle, um, you know, if they can keep and here and here's the thing: we actually have a healthy offense now because Elijah Mitchell's back, yep. Debo's back, so it's like the team is healthy enough right now that. If they, if there's as long as there's no serious mistakes, it should be pretty open and shut. But if you know we go in there and don't stick to the game plan, make too many mistakes, uh, yeah, Seattle, Seattle can get you. It's just Seattle's going to need a lot of things to break their way. Yeah, pretty much is, is, is kind of the point of that. Um, if they if like, if they're able to run the football, then there's a good chance they can at least get some points on the board this time around. But <laughs> the way the dead defense has played against them, like I think it was like 36 yards held Walker to 36 yards rushing the first time they they faced each other, and then yeah. 77 the second time. So it's one of those things where that that team goes where that defense goes. Right. But clearly with uh, what Purdy's shown the poise he's had, the fact that he's had games where he's had to come back, stuff like that. It, it shows that even if we do get down, at least we have a shot of still getting back into it. Um, I think uh, really for the offense, CMC is going to be the linchpin for the whole thing. Um, he's, I mean, you got to figure we've rattled off 10 wins in a row a lot. Uh, since, since he's become the official starter. Yeah, I mean they they got they have a lot of positive momentum, and you know getting Debo back obviously got Kittle, Ayuk. I mean you can just start listing off names: Mitchell, um, McCaffrey. You know, I it would take a football miracle, you know, or, or just some complete bag of debacle, you know, for for the Forty Nineers yeah. to tank this. I just, I mean, look, it, 
their division opponents are super familiar with each, with each other. And, you know, I, I'll give Gino a lot of credit. I mean, he really has had a tremendous year. I mean, the expectations for Seattle were what? I mean, I thought they were going to be 100% trash coming into the season. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I had I had no faith, none, in Gino coming in and doing what he did. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he, he has the – I know we have an extra game, but – he now has like the franchise record for passing yards in a season. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He set single season <laughs> franchise records for attempts, completions, yards, and completion percentage. And, and honestly, good for him. You know, like it is. No, people were laughing at this dude at the beginning of the season, and like he should be comeback player of the year. That would be pretty reasonable. Uh, I, you know, because people were like, "Why is he still in the league?" and why is he going to be a starter? See it all, you know. It's like, yeah, and he 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 balled out, man. He did. Give him credit. You, you got to give him credit, and you know, again, some of it is a matter of a good fit, you know. And so clearly, Pete Carroll and that Seahawks front office. I mean, they rolled the dice. You know, Russ, Wilson's ego clearly is part of what got him run out of there. Uh, and yeah. Gino didn't didn't have that issue. I mean, he's bounced around. Wasn't it Gino that was involved in some kind of altercation with the Jets over a vending machine or some money or something dumb? Yeah, his own player knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> uh oh. Oh. Yeah. How about that? That I don't remember. Was that was that Rex Ryan era? I or, think so. Has has he been in the league that long? You know, we we've got audio from that. <laughs> yeah, we probably do. <laughs> I need a snack or something dumb. But well, I was talking about uh, Chris Tucker you oh, playing pre podcast. Oh yeah, okay, that's fine. We can do that. So this is a a live look in at the vending machine. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, the vending machine we to gotta, Gino. We have a. We... <laughs> All right, here you go. Dedicated, dedicated to you two. You got not the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but they over they exceeded the expectations. But you know that's a tough game against the Rams, right? I, I will say I thought it was weird at the end of that uh, or late in that game, uh, the fourth quarter, and Geno took off. He was running out of bounds, and he essentially like it felt like Jalen Ramsey just held his ground more than anything, right? And Ramsey got flagged for a late hit. It was just that was just such a weird scenario. You know, it was a tough penalty, his fifteen yard penalty. And the thing was, I mean, the Seahawks whiffed on the field goal anyway. Uh, and then they got that in, in overtime uh, when Mayfield underthrew Jefferson and the Seahawks got the pick and then they finished it off for the with the field goal for the win. But, uh, you know, to me, if, if, if it was that dramatic against the Rams, I mean, not not confident. No. Not, not confident with them against the Niners, dude. Just not. What's that, and, the eight ball? Back in the day, the magic eight ball? Yeah. Not, not so good. <laughs> not so good. Things not so, uh, so good. So the head coach for when uh, mm-hmm. Gino got knocked out was Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Oh wow! And oh. he was knocked out by defensive end Ik Nm Kampale. I mean, it was it was a locker room brawl, and he yeah, I guess it was I think it was over money or some shit like that. But... Hakuna Matata. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There you go. Yeah. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna no, Matata. That's, that's what they were yeah. doing. As, as much as I hate to give oh, kudos. Oh, 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 here's the soundtrack from the locker room that day. Hot potato, hot potato. Oh, hot potato, man. Hot potato, hot potato. 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 Hot potato, h
potato, potato, potato. <laughs> Randy's as, eyes are rolling as, so hard. Uh, as, as I was, as I was look, about to say, I, mean, I can't help but they were like, I can't help it if they were full JG Wentworth in the Jets locker room. If you get long term payments but you need cash now, roll JG Wentworth 877 cash now. I'm gonna beat your ass now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> Sorry. That's, that was good. That yeah. was really good. Yeah, we're going to have to remember that one. <laughs> as I was about, as I was about to say, I, as, I, as much as I hate to give uh, Seahawks any credit, uh, giving credit to the coaching staff because clearly they knew what they needed. To, they knew how to get the most out of they Geno did. Smith. Um, but if you look at the teams he's been on through his career, and looking at those coaching staffs that he was with, it, it makes sense as to why getting with this staff really seemed to be the best fit for him. Yeah. And, so. I, you know, that throw he made to Lockett was perfect. Yeah. That touchdown throw, I mean, you, you couldn't have you couldn't have made a better throw. You just couldn't. No. So, I mean, he's definitely had some moments, and he's probably gotten, a, a you know, a bad rap. So, good on him for, you know, grinding, staying in the league, getting another opportunity and delivering. And, uh, you know, I think people respect that. So, you know, it, it, as long as his, you know, he doesn't get in his own way – uh, he should be able to sign a decent contract and stay there. I mean, he, as long as he's not asking for $45 million a year, you know, he'll be yeah. okay. He's going to have to mid-tier it, you know, the Tannehill method, but there's nothing and, wrong and with I that. And I think he's humbled enough at this point that he would, that he's found some success here. Yeah. And I think Seattle would be like, you know what, let's just, we'll ride it out. If we need to get a backup, we'll do it. But yeah. Because well, they still have Drew Locke under contract, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. And next they got season. and they got a lot of draft picks. So they yeah. have they have Optionis. See, see yeah. well, that that they sure do. Thank you, Russell Wilson. There you go. And, and you know, I, I got to say two things about. And this is not this is not a game I thought we were going to be talking. Well, I mean, we let off talking about the Texans and the Colts for God's sake. Um, <laughs> that, although that was, that was really meant for McGuffin cause he's the Colts fan. You know, I really thought we were going to lead out talking about the bills, but we'll, you know, everybody did. So we'll circle back to that. But, uh, that Broncos chargers game, number one, man, ooh, is, has daily gotten a lot of flack for playing, you know, playing the starters and, and they looked better than Dallas did playing their starters for sure. But it was a game that was relatively, I mean, it was meaningless. So you don't know what's going to happen. You can't control for that. And I think historically, there's a, there's a credible and statistically supported argument that resting your players in the last week tends to not work out for you, right? Yes. Yes, it does. It is well supported. But there is a point in a game where if you go, you know what? We played a half. We're good. It's right. like a preseason game. Yeah, dude. or maybe maybe certain players that are a little nicked up. Maybe you play call differently. Maybe you go, you know what? You got a, you got a couple of drives in. You're good, man. Pull you out. Yeah, I mean, you, 
it's not fair. I mean, he he's getting crushed. And it's weird because Russell Wilson actually kind of looked like the Russell Wilson we thought he was going to be <laughs> in parts of that game. And so it's really kind of odd. You know, I mean, good for, good, good for the Broncos for getting the win. Uh, I mean, obviously San Diego called off the dogs later in that game, but yeah, Chase Daniels in there getting a touch. I think he threw a touchdown to Keenan Allen. But, you know, Mike Williams getting dinged up is that's tough because that's problematic. They need that dude for sure. Love me some Keenan Allen, right? But they. Some of the catches Mike Williams has made this year, holy shit. Now, you know, I, I always think of him in fantasy where he'd give you a stat line of like two for 15 and then he'd give you like four for a buck 40 or something goofy. Yeah. You know, but he, he's a big play threat. He's not a speedster per se, but he's a big play threat. So they're obviously much better with Keenan Allen and Williams out there. And I think, I would think Jacksonville. You know, Jaguars-Chargers should be an entertaining game. I think Giants-Vikings will be an entertaining game. I'd like, you know, I, there's there's someone you're looking at the docket and, and the schedule and you go, all right, you know, I don't necessarily have a dog in the fight, but I feel like this could be a, a good football game. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Jacksonville whack San Diego earlier this year? Yeah, they crushed them 38-10. to 10. I don't think they had Herbert in that game, right? <clears throat> or else he was dinged up. Uh, I think like, everybody was dinged up that game. <laughs> yeah, they, they shellacked them. Yeah, and the crazy part about this weekend is all six matchups are all rematches. Well, yeah, well, you think the Seahawks 49ers, same division. Yep, Dolphins, Bengals, Bills, Ravens. Same division. Bengals, Ravens, same division. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, but. Well, that, and yeah, I mean, Cowboys, uh, the Bucks beat the Cowboys, what, in the first week of the season? 19 of 30. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that, that's when Dak hurt his hand or whatever, right? Yeah, he hurt his, so. feel, hurt his feelings. He hurt his feelings. Aw. So, and then the Giants and the Vikings, I mean, that was, they played on, what, um, Christmas Wasn't Eve? Wasn't that the 61-yard field goal? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was the 61-yard field goal walk-off. Yeah, that's yeah. that one. So, you know, and it, it, there are some compelling games. It's a shame that Lamar Jackson's not going to be able to play for Baltimore. I mean, they're going to need a, just an absolutely incredible defensive effort. Just to, they're they're gonna have to be incredible, and I I gotta tell you, man, I think I think Cincinnati for valid reasons is salty. Oh, you they know? are they, they are salty. Now, Just I, a wee bit. Yeah, I will tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed the coin flip and then kick the coin celebration. I thought that was <laughs> damn hilarious yes. uh, when Joe Mixon did that. But if they feel hosed, and this is not a matter of Hamlin, but the Bengals, I think have a valid stance to feel like that, like the NFL was trying to hose them when they modified some rules. And then we're like, well, you know, if this has plays out, you're gonna have to have a coin flip. You win the division, but you might have to travel to Baltimore. Like I'd be pretty salty too. And you know, yeah, that, that, that's bullshit. Dude. Cincinnati has had a strong finish <clears throat> to the season. Like they definitely hit, were on the struggle bus out of the gate in the early part of the season. But once mm-hmm. the line settled in and the team settled in, you know, they went on the nice run. They've been very – have they won eight straight? I mean, they've had a strong finish to the oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're, get, they're getting hot at the right time. Right. Well, that's what you want. What and the thing want. is, is even against Buffalo before what happened, they, they were rolling. Were, yeah, they were looking really good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, who knows how the game would have finished, but we do know that they, you know, they had scored and then they were already rolling down the midfield. So they looked like they were ready to, to roll in that game. But, uh, you know, again – it's hypothetical 
but I'm pretty damn sure they would have scored a lot of points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel pretty confident saying that. So Joe Burrow, by the way, 23 straight games with a touchdown pass. Um, that is the longest active streak in the NFL. Not bad. Not bad. But, mm -mm. you know, Cincinnati got – Drew Brees has that record, if I'm not mistaken. I think he passed Johnny U. Yeah, I, somebody would have to fact check that one. But, look, the Bengals got two first-half touchdowns um, after picking off Brown and then got another when he fumbled while being sacked in his end zone. And, yeah. the, and the Ravens were resting a ton of people. Like, it's it's hard. Like, week 18 is so weird because, you're like, you know, I'm watching the highlights and reading the stuff, and there's, like, there's so much going on. I mean, there's, there are teams that definitely went for it. Like, Detroit 100% went after it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there's other teams that just didn't. That doesn't mean they weren't competitive. That doesn't mean it wasn't a compelling game. But there were definitely some teams that were like, you know, we, we'll give you a quarter, we'll give you a half, and then we're out. Other teams mailed it in. I mean, Dallas straight up mailed it in. <laughs> straight up mailed it in. And that's embarrassing. But it, it, and the Giants had some nice moments, but they weren't playing their starters. They just closed the gap late. You know, and, and the Ravens, what? I mean, Mark Andrews didn't play. No Lamar. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's kind of weird to gauge what that game means. So... Do we think Lamar is sitting because of his knee, or is this a business decision? I think it's both. I think it's fair to say it's both. I don't think his knee is right, but don't you believe he would, if he had a contract done, that it would be more likely that he would gut that out? Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you have to think about it because yeah, if he's not right and he gets dinged up now, you know, or like oh, even, or something worse, or you know, a tear, which is would essentially well, that's what happened. RG three, yeah, but that's the person you think about is RG three, who obviously that was a more severe knee injury. But the thing is, RG three was never the same. It was never no. the same, and it, you know there were other complications to that with RG three. But he sacrificed his body, and he ultimately sacrificed his career. You know, that was that was a choice he made, and the coaching staff enabled it. So, you know, I, I don't think Lamar's knee is right. If he was healthy, he'd be playing. But the question is, given the contract situation, how far do you press it? Well, and I think this also was going to end up showing – um, just how much the team needs him versus, I mean, Huntley's not bad and no, he's, he's, he's got, he can play, he can play, but it's obviously he's not Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you know, if Matt was here, he'd be like, Oh, just cut him, fuck him. Who cares? Well, yeah. whatever. Well, that, that's not great analysis, but you know, Huntley's had some moments. I mean, they're obviously better with Lamar Jackson and Huntley had some nice moments last year. I, I don't know that he's had as good of. You know, if his production filling in has been as good as it felt like it was in some spots last year, but maybe that's skewed by memories and smaller sample size. I don't know. Uh, well, that, this I, team this team feels like it's been snake bit by injuries more than it, anything it else does. this well, year. Last year, it felt like they went through like a hundred running backs. Uh, oh yeah, and, and their wide receiving core is not great. No, not at all. You know, and, and of course, Sammy Watkins fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> So, Grass is green, the sky is blue. And, yeah. 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 And Sammy Watkins does Sammy Watkins things. Yeah, yes, but, he does. You, you know, I hear you. So, 
But, you know, again, the Ravens, if they're going to get this done, I mean, it, this has to be one of those just absolute gangbusters defensive efforts, man. You know, they, they, they are coming in with a third-ranked defense. I mean, that certainly gives them a chance. If you're talking about, and I think this was pro football focus, the defensive ranking was the 49ers 1, the Bills 2, which surprised me. I wouldn't have expected the Bills to be at 2. It felt like, I don't know, it, it just feels like their defense is softer than that, particularly without Micah Hyde. And the Ravens were three. So, but a couple of things to remember is that Baltimore, without Lamar Jackson, you know, their offensive production has taken a pretty significant hit. So in his 12 starts this season, the Ravens averaged a little over 23 points, which is ninth in the NFL. In the five starts without him, they've averaged 13 points, which is the second fewest in the league. Probably, uh, probably only underdone by the New York Jets. <laughs> the lad, the, ooh, they finished the end of the season rough. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, Whoa. I didn't realize uh I, I knew Mike White got beat up. Didn't he have like five broken ribs? Oh five? Yeah, yeah he's he he yeah. got I mean some of the hits he took I mean were oh. good God. Yeah. He got he got lit up, dude. Oh it's no wonder it's no wonder he was all struggle busting when he came back. They shouldn't have brought that man back out there. No, no, God, yeah. no. That was um they, they, they did they, him a disservice. They did. They did him a disservice. For sure. I mean, you just have to roll a Flacco and be done with it and let the dude heal. Yeah, Flacco rainbow that bad boy and, and call it a day. So uh, I'm not confident that the Ravens find a way to pull it off. But, again, fluky things happen. You get a couple of turnovers. Maybe you get to play on special teams. Maybe you get to pick six, something. But Cincinnati, you know, you're looking at the AFC, and you, it, it just it, it just feels like somehow, some way, it's just it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Somehow, yeah, some way, I agree. like that. That's it. I mean, it. You know, the again, the NFC just it just feels like it's it's set up for the Niners and the Eagles, and the AFC feels like it's set up for. It feels like we we have to get a rematch of Bills Bengals, and then we need, absolutely, and then we need, you know you also want a rematch of Bills Chiefs. You know, it's like those are the games that it, it feels like you just absolutely one hundred percent want to see. Well, so, either way, you're getting Bills Chiefs or Bengals yeah. Chiefs, and. You know, Cincinnati's own but, Kansas City. Yeah, it, yeah. Cincinnati has played the Chiefs well, three and zero in the last year. Uh huh. Joe Burrow gives no f's. No, they, he does. They are no, not. The, you, the championship you know. window is open. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know the Chiefs do not want to see Cincinnati or Buffalo. You know this. No, they don't. But they I, don't have a choice. They, yeah, you, there's no way. There's no way that. No, there isn't. But I'm just saying, you know, they're just like, no, please, somebody beat these two. Well, I, yeah. I'm sure Kansas City would be tickled if somehow, you know, somebody took somebody Miami took them out. Think, yeah, Miami, Miami somehow upsets the Bills. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! How many like how many like bets would be rude because of that? Oh my right? lord, that would suck. That'd be crazy. Oh, fun fun factoid: um, This is the third number one seed for Patrick Mahomes as the Chiefs quarterback, and uh, I find this incredible. He has yet to play a road playoff game. Wow. Now, obviously not factoring neutral site for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a road game, but it's a neutral site. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Well, and this year, oh. if it's if this year if it's if it's either Cincinnati or Buffalo, it'll be a neutral site, right? For both teams. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. If it's some combination of the teams that were impacted by the cancellation of the Bills Bengals game, then they will go to the neutral site. They they picked Atlanta. I can't I don't know, man. I I think that was prior to the season that that was the uh, contingency plan. 
Yeah, that, sure. Allegedly. Allegedly reported. But they probably knew Atlanta wasn't making the playoffs. I mean, come on. Look. <laughs> that's true. So I, I liked the list when you were talking about like all, alternate sites. And we joked around about Indy last week and raised the host of the AFC Championship Game banner, which still would have been great. Uh, but, it, you know, Indianapolis, I, I believe they formally declined. But they have they, other they have other stuff going on. So I, I don't know that I buy this story about Atlanta, but yeah, maybe that that contingency site, whatever. But people were mentioning other places they could play. Uh, Cleveland, I feel like that might be a little bit weird. Uh, I thought if if it was in Pittsburgh, that would have been hilarious because you know how much. Number one, you know Bills fans are going to travel. I'm sure Bengals fans will travel well too. But you'd like to think that the Pittsburgh fans hate Cincinnati so much that they would that, they would go that, yeah. cheer for Buffalo. Yeah, they'd go cheer for Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Like that would yeah, the Bengals would be there. And it would be just hostile as hell. Yeah, uh, that would be very funny. People mentioned Jacksonville, uh, the Rose Bowl, which I thought was kind of neat. Soldier Ooh, Field that would be fun. Yeah, Soldier Field, which I thought was okay. But my favorite yeah. of all, my favorite of all of them was if it if, if they had done it at Lambeau because then you're you know, it's outdoors, cold weather, iconic stadium. Uh, that would have been, to me, that would have been phenomenal. Uh, although I guess maybe they don't have the hotel infrastructure that, that a lot of these other places have. So that would, maybe that would have been tough. But I, I just think from a purely, like a, from a pure football standpoint, if you had an alternate site that's reasonable travel distance for both of those squads, that's cold weather, that's outside, like that would have been fun. That, that I would have been a real big fan of. Atlanta's, uh, okay. Well, it feels I mean, like that's the that feels like that's the safe, not very sexy pick. But it's a dome. It's it's, it's got a major right. airport. Lots yeah. of lodging. But see, right. see, 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 if you went with Lambo, you're kind of playing into either Cincinnati or Buffalo, considering they're accustomed to cold weather games. Kansas, you don't think Kansas City is to play in cold weather? Kansas City in like almost sub zero temperatures, practically. I mean. Come on! It gets, it gets, it gets. I know it gets cold, but not like it does in Buffalo. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Okay. Well, still, I, a dome was the. I think at this point, the dome, a, a dome, regardless of where it was played, was probably the only way to go. To be honest. Well, that at least give you. You know, there's no excuses for it to not be. Or Won't at least be fireworks. Potentially, in that game, I promise yeah, you. Potentially give you some offensive firework boom boom pow in it. For sure, it's a, it's gonna be nothing but a track meet Look, all game long. There's a whole bunch of extra fireworks over there in the UK, man. You know what I'm saying? We talked about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that wanker the walrus out there. Wanker the walrus. <laughs> <laughs> That should be that should, that should be a, the walrus. Yeah, that should be, I hope that's that walrus's name. If it's not, that's what that you know what that's what we're naming that walrus. Wanker the walrus. That, that, that's his name. Should that be the show mascot? Wanker the walrus. <laughs> Wanker the walrus, bro. Wait, is is that his tusk in that outline? We're not sure. <laughs> you, you be the judge. <laughs> Oh, he man. came, he saw, he came and left. That, yeah, he, <laughs> he came, he saw, he left. <laughs> Apparently the walrus's name is actually Thor. No, it's Wanker. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. Wanker, Wanker the walrus, man. 
That's fantastic. Uh, by the way, Justin, yeah. that meme with the guy with the shirt with an anchor with W uh-huh. in front of it, I saying his one. mother-in-law gave it to him, yeah. was amazing. I love that one. The W anchor. I love that one. Yes, that's what. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I had seen that a few years ago and I'd forgotten about it, and uh, it cycled back through my feed. I was like, ah, oh, I gotta save it. I gotta send it to Lindy and Shannon. Poof. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> So yeah, we need to we need to mock up a wanker the walrus shirt. <laughs> that, should, that, should, that should that should be the sports brews. That should be our our spirit animal. <laughs> a W, an anchor, and a walrus. There you go. But, but, yeah, <laughs> wanker the walrus, and somewhere the shirt has to say rub one out or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> he came. He, he came. He saw. He went. He left or whatever it was your expression. That would be great. He came, he saw, he came, he left. <laughs> came, he saw, he came, he left. He put it on his own fireworks display. That's Wanker the Walrus. So, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, that town definitely got his fireworks display. All right. I do like Joe Mixon's attitude about this, uh, talking about this scenario. And, uh, you know, paraphrasing, basically, we're going to take every, everybody's best shot, but they better be ready to uh, take ours. Love so, it. Love it. You know, I think it's the right attitude. And again, I, I think the Bengals are salty, man. And I, I got to tell you, I'm really feeling the, the you know, kind of the storyline with Hamlin and the Bills. So I'm a little bit biased because of that. But it, if it wasn't for that, man, I think there's a part of me that would really, you know, I, and maybe it's kind of a trendy pick. I know a lot a lot of people have been talking about Bengals 49ers as a Super Bowl. But it, I mean, that'd be the third time those two teams faced each other if which that is, happens. Which is really kind of crazy in its own way. Right. Right? That, that'd be weird. Um, that would top Cowboys-Steelers for most all time, yeah. I believe. Uh, somewhere, I think Neil O'Donnell is still throwing interceptions to... Uh, oh, my God, that, dude. Why can I not remember that guy, the, the DB? Larry, Wilson? Larry, Larry Brown? I don't know. Larry Brown, yes. Larry Brown? And then he he went and he got his big money. He got paid off that. He got he got paid off of. Uh, wasn't it Neil O'Donnell? Yeah, yes, threw, it, threw it right to his ass over and over. Just charitable charitable deductions over there. I was gonna say, hopefully, he made a donation to Neil O'Donnell's uh, charity foundation. <laughs> Should have. He got paid. He got paid off of that game, man. Yes, he sure. did. Mm. But, uh, anywho, let's flip back over here, looking at some of these games. Um. I don't know, man. I, I can't. I feel like I can't trust the Chargers, man. I feel like I can't trust them. But you can't really trust the Jaguars either. Like. No, no, no. But they at least have their own Josh Allen, which is kind of neat. Oh, by the way, um, Daryl, who <laughs> ended up sweeping the um, our leagues in sleeper, which is still crazy to me that that happened. He and his wife were down. They were at that game. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. yeah, they were at that game, and so Jesse, like I, I was sitting there watching this game, and my buddy Jesse, who I grew up with, he lived in uh, Jacksonville, lived in Florida for a while. That's so he's friends with Daryl, so blah blah blah. But this game is going is just ugly, and so I texted Jesse, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like so mm-hmm. I'm like this is gonna get away because it felt like. It felt like as ugly as it was that the Titans were just going to run the ball on them and just grind it out. Right. I still, for the life of me, I don't understand why they had Dobbs throw in on, what was it, third and 17, backed up near their end zone. Yeah, that that's a run it and punt it. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. And then 
even later on in the game from that, I mean, it, that interception set up a field goal that made it 16-13. to 13, And it, it just felt like the Titans were going to close it out just by grinding them to death. And Dobbs had the, got hit, fumble was out. But I had texted Jesse, like, right, just like, uh-oh. And then next thing you know, there's, it's like that that play happens. And <laughs> so we started laughing about it. And we were talking about how uh, Trevor Lawrence had just sailed some throws, man. He missed Zay Jones. It was wide open in the end, wide oh open in the end zone, dude. Gosh, dude Tre- yeah. Trevor Lawrence had some throws in that game. You're like, really, bro? And then he's he too juiced. Yeah, something like that. Uh, by the way, I want to. I love the notion that Chargers Jaguars is the hair bowl between Herbert and Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's phenomenal. Uh, I think Lawrence has got the the edge there. Maybe. That dude's ridiculous. His freaking blocks are ridiculous. Yeah. They they definitely have the uh the you know probably the the best hair of um anybody else in the playoffs man they have uh, they have the locks it's pretty funny yeah but uh, you know I thought the Titans were gonna close it out so I, anyway I texted Jesse and then all of a sudden everything goes bananas and so I told him because Daryl's a huge Jags fan that we didn't know he was at the game but I was like be sure to let Daryl know that he's welcome that our text conversation triggered this. And so th- then all of a sudden, like, we're all texting, and there's Daryl. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then he sends us a picture of them in, like, the stadium. And I was like, oh, that, uh, my God, that's fantastic. That's amazing. And, of course, he's like, Duval! I thought it was great, man. Is Daryl going to the playoff game? I haven't asked. I would hope so. I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, you have to, don't you? I mean, you how have often? to at that. I mean, yeah. You go to week 18 to get into yeah. the playoffs. you got to go to the right. playoff and, game, right? And what a turnaround, right, from the disaster that was Bourbon Meyer. Oh just the God. absolute shit show to go from worst to winning that division. And, uh, look, the Jaguars have done it. I think Indy did it twice, once with Peyton and then at sometime in the 70s. And I forget. I think the Steelers were one of the other teams that did it. I might be wrong about that, but there's not a ton of teams that have gone from, you know, worst, worst to first. Uh, but now the Jaguars can say they. Have, so thanks, Bourbon Meyer. Go pinch some more booties and bars, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pinching off I mean, the there, brother. He really slowed the growth of that team, dude. Yeah, that, he, that, he that's did. terrible. He did. He he did an awful job. So <laughs> you know, kudos to Peterson. Um, I know that was kind of a tough end in Philadelphia, but. They needed that kind of stewardship and leadership, and he's done a good job. And I mean, kudos to Jackson yeah. for getting that done, man. Look, they're they're they have their flaws for sure, but you know they delivered, and I th- I still think it's amazing. I think it's fascinating that we have a, a Josh Allen the quarterback and Josh Allen the defender. I just think it's a hoot. Like, I mean, somehow, somebody wouldn't it be great if it's Jaguars Bills and it's Josh Allen v Josh Allen? I mean, that's just it feels like it, 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 that needs to happen, but. That scoop and score was incredible, yes. um, and, and that that moment was great. So that's definitely one where if you're a fan of a team uh, and and you get to experience like one of those incredible moments like that, it's super fun. Unless you're on the opposite end, that's not as fun if you're on the losing side. But when you when you're when you're there in person for a moment like that, that's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. sweet. It's pretty sweet. So uh, there was a, a funny wrestling meme this week that was making the rounds and. Uh-huh. It was like if Jacksonville wins the Super Bowl, it's going to be really awkward if the WWE Triple H has to send a championship belt to Tony Khan, who owns all elite wrestling. 
because you know <laughs> the cons do own the jaguars do you think he calls him a cunt <laughs> just I'm sure he's probably said that more than once yeah. just probably more than once <laughs> asking, but asking for a friend I, I, I think that they have bigger fish to worry about right now with the uh saudis potentially yeah we'll Fine. see we'll see I, I, that uh, yeah i don't i don't track wrestling like i used to um i know uh, uh, several of y'all are a bit more into it i like to have fun with some stuff i don't know it's just that everything with vince me i mean it almost feels like it's one of these scripted scripted things playing out but uh what a bizarre t- sequence of events vince oh, getting yeah. back into the mix but w- we'll see how that shakes out um one of the or things that, off. Or, or yeah maybe uh one of the things that I, I will say that's fascinating by the way uh we've talked obviously a lot about the 49ers and we've given Brock Purdy some gloss and you know it, he deserves that it's gonna be fascinating to see how they fare how he plays in the playoffs uh keep in mind he's the second rookie quarterback in NFL history with at least six straight games with multiple touchdown passes okay and the Niners have scored at least 33 points in five of six games since he replaced uh, Garoppolo in week 13. So six games. Mm-hmm. He has multiple, yeah, multiple touchdown passes in six straight games. Do you have the other five on hand by chance? No, he's the second, so I'm not sure. We didn't, oh, second. He's the okay, second rookie quarterback in NFL history to do that. So mm-hmm. uh, we would have to, somebody was going to have to do a little fact checking real quick. I'm sure that's a quick Google thing. Yes, Dan Marino, if, but I don't know. If you want to Google foo it, by all means, uh, go Google foo that. Rand- Randy's on it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That. The other thing, thing that's weird is that, and I didn't realize this, uh, that that touchdown pass from, um, was it David Blau? Um, hitting, he had A.J. Green. It was a 77-yard touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. Early, or four-string quarterback, man. You know you're digging deep. Off a trick play. That uh, was the second play of scrimmage. What I didn't realize, that touchdown pass to Green was the sixth pass play of at least 50 yards this season allowed by the 49ers. That actually ties with Green Bay for the most in the NFL. Wow. And it's one more than the Niners allowed in the last two years combined. So, you know, if you can throw deep, right? If you got time, if you got time, you you can you can you can loosen some stuff up if you got a little shake and bake in you. Easier said than done. So I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Did you track down that info there? Oh, giggity! Uh, I'm getting I'm getting there. It's because there's talking about the article I'm reading. It's going through some of the other stuff that he's done, like uh, consecutive uh, wins by a rookie, like because it's you know Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, I think, has the most. Yeah, that like like Roethlis- I think so. Yeah, it's like Roethlisberger, Phil Sims, Mike Kruszczyk. Um Yeah, Steelers like seventy five or something like that. Kruszczyk. Yeah. yeah, that's that's that dude sounds like a hockey player. So it's, he's tied. He's tied the street. Tied at second. But we're a forty nine ers um, fullback. Kruszczyk. But the the longer uh, the longer streak actually belongs to Justin Herbert. No. Oh. Because wow. he had seven, he had seven straight games. How about that in, in, in 2020? Did wow. anybody give that trainer a game ball for sticking Tyrod Taylor? Oh, oh too soon! Come <laughs> on, man! <laughs> too soon! Come on, man! Asshole! They, they, they gave him the raise. <laughs> they gave him the money to pay off the lawsuit. Oh man! 
considering uh, he was fired shortly after that. <laughs> well, it was a little bit of malpractice or whatever. Uh, uh, you think? I, I still, I still just, I still, oh, what could have been with Herbert in Washington? What could have been? He's right there for the taking, man. That's all right. By the way, oh my God, I can't believe we got a Kenny Galladay appearance. How about that? The, that cat, that touchdown catch was uh, pretty impressive. Not e- gonna e- lie, Eagles Giants. E- well, yeah, Kenny Galladay. When when a game's irrelevant, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's always great. He must have thought it was the preseason. Yeah, I liked all the stuff that was flown through the feed. That was like <laughs> Kenny Galladay only needs fifteen touchdowns and ninety eight receptions this game to hit his incentives. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, by the way, uh, that was a 22 to 16 Eagles win. Uh, they obviously clinched into one C, which they needed. Um, they were clearly going to be conservative with Hurts, which was the prudent thing to do. Threw for 229, and uh, they, they handled business. Now, that score, the Giants closed it late, but the, the Eagles were not really threatened by them in that game. But, um, you know, the Giants weren't playing their starters, so, you know, make of it what you will. I was actually kind of disappointed with, with that. I figured, I mean, I understand the reasoning behind it. You want to keep I your warned, starters healthy. I for warned the, y'all. But it's just, it's just the idea that I was just like, you have an opportunity to take, take down your division rival, knock them out of the number one seed. And it's, but I mean, it is what it is. They made a business decision, dude. They said, "Hey, no, man. no, no." I, I, I say, I understand why they did it. it doesn't mean I, I'm thrilled with it. I would have preferred that the road went through San Francisco for the uh, for the oh, NFC. Really, but... there, there's a shocker. Really, duh. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but but one thing we've always said through the years: defense travels. So yeah, of course, yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> defense travels well. Uh, Jalen Hurts, by the way, 35 total touchdowns this season, tied the franchise record set by Randall Cunningham in 1990. <clears throat> Not bad. God, Randall Cunningham. Uh, Cunningham. Cunningham, really? <laughs> <laughs> that could be the other name for that's that's the banker, oh, no. <laughs> w- Wanker the Walrus uh, uh, Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Golfy McGolferson. Wanker the Walrus. Davis Webb made his first career start. That was fun with that rushing touchdown. That was pretty sweet. But yeah, 25 yard touchdown pass to Kenny Galladay late in the fourth. You know, eh, good for Kenny Galladay. Uh, but look, realistically, if, if you're the Vikings, that's a business decision to protect your assets, uh, get some hits off of, you know, Saquon and just be geared up and get ready for Minnesota. Uh, yeah, so I get it. I get it. I get it. And uh, and Mark was so confident that the Giants were going to play it. Nope. I mean, I said I want them to. That's what I'm hoping they would do. I bet I, I wasn't sure. I just. Yeah. Dems the breaks, bro. But I mean, I, like I said, I understood why you want to make sure that you guys are primed and healthy for beating the Vikes. So I get it. Yeah. And I mean, I feel I feel pretty good about. I made that the uh, game of the week at work. So I sent out the thing. At the moment, it's uh, last time I checked the vote, it was like seventy five percent were on the Vikings, which I'm a little bit surprised. But I think that's just. I, I, I'm curious how much of that is looking at the record. 
You know what I'm saying? And maybe mm-hmm. the results from the last time they played. So I thought it would be a little bit closer than that. But it's kind of fun seeing all the Vikings fans sweat it a little bit because they, they're worried about that defense, man. <laughs> and they And they should be. They should be. I don't know that the Giants can contain Justin Jefferson, right? But that Vikings defense, bro, the Vikings have given up the second most pass yards in the NFL, <clears throat> right? I mean, you can you can go at them. Yeah, but it's Daniel Jones. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe Kenny Galladay is ready to break out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this dude like just wouldn't that, bust be, it. wouldn't that be ridiculous? It took him all year, and then at the very end, they were just saving his hamstring for the playoffs, bro. That's it, <laughs> playoff run, dude. Oh man, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, Kenny Galladay, yeah, Kenny Galladay, and beyond. Oh, Kenny Galladay, yeah, like totally. Um, side note: Bucks Cowboys. Here's here's another fun factoid for you. Uh, that's going to be another trendy one. I mean, it, look. Looking at looking at the games, like we can make our official picks later, but it feels like I don't know that Chargers Jaguar. I, I think that feels. I don't know that anybody's going to consider ha- whichever way that goes. I don't know anybody's going to say that's an upset, right? But the Giants taking out the Vikings, like it's a trendy upset, but that's an upset, right? The right. Buccaneers taking out the Cowboys, trendy upset, but that's an upset, right? Right, right. I mean, eight and nine, twelve and five. Come on. That's tasty, but here's the fun factoid, man. Looking at Bucks Cowboys, the Cowboys have lost their last eight road playoff games. Can either of you tell me the last time they won a road playoff game? The last time they won a road playoff yeah. game, Randy might get this one. It would be locked at, at San Francisco, right? Ninety-two at yep. the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come on, man. Why, why do you have to dredge up those bad memories <laughs> like that? <laughs> Did you have to break out the VH tapes for that, Justin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to get the VHS tapes out. Man. Don't, 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 make, don't make me let you uh, relive the, the moment that Terrell Owens became T.O. <laughs> <laughs> they drafted who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Can I tell you how annoyed I was when Terrell Owens caught that damn ball? Oh my God. Honestly, I couldn't believe he held on to the fucking thing considering Dude, how, got, how hard he got lit up. No, that, got that was... lit the F up. I haven't seen that play in years, but it, it really was incredible. Yeah. It actually came across my Facebook feed the other day. Came across my Instagram feed today. Mm. Mm. How about that? That's pretty fun. That sound bite will be me in April. (laughs) Drafted who? Drafted who? (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. The other sound bite that'll be McGuffin. We'll do it live. Fuck it. (laughs) Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Damn right. (laughs) When somebody else drafts the player that he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm on the record, okay? At yes. least I'm on record with you guys. You are. Mul- multiple times, by the way. Multiple times. But at least the day of, I was on record. Yeah. You were. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you I'll give you credit for that. Where are we at? But you know what? What? In, in a weird way, I'm kind of glad 
that Debo went to San Francisco because I think Shanahan utilizes him to his potential. He may have gotten wasted in it. Look, if Debo had gone there, Andrew Luck wouldn't have retired, man. What are you talking about? Well, maybe. It would be. <laughs> it'd be a whole different, be a whole different ball game, bro. Probably a whole different ball game. All right, uh, look, let's uh, let's take a quick break because my beer is empty anyway. Where's Doctor Strange when I need him? Uh, <laughs> but I, I had I like this meme that said, uh, I don't know if I, if y'all have ever seen it. Somebody takes a picture of uh, it, it's uh, butternut crinkle fries, and the caption is just, "Isn't that the chap that played Doctor Strange?" Oh, oh. not crinkle fries. <laughs> like, <laughs> and every time I see it, I always laugh. You know, I mean, he, he does have a have a hell of a name, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not quite butternut crinkle fries, but it does make me laugh. <laughs> it's pretty good, and it's no wanker the walrus. But what is <laughs> wanker the walrus Cunningham? <laughs> wanker the walrus Cunningham. Or Cunningham, yes. <laughs> Feeling tusky, yes. Feeling tusky. <laughs> yeah, tusk one out, baby. Tusk one out. <laughs> oh, I like that, man. Oh, I'm going to have to say that. We should totally do, what is it? Uh, what's that goofy t-shirt thing with like the octopus or whatever? I'm gonna have to look it up. There's like a custom, custom ink. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what we should order. We should order some custom ink T-shirts, man. I wonder if we, if we, if we messaged them on like, uh, you know, Twitter or Instagram. Hey, man, we have a. Hey, guys, we have a great idea for a shirt. Wanker the Walrus Cunningham. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and just link to the IFL story about the masturbating walrus and the episode of the podcast. This <laughs> feeling tusky. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Good times. <laughs> it can have it in like a quarter saying sports brew approved. Yeah. Right? I like it. I got it. Feeling. All right. Uh, by ahead. the way, Justin, yeah. Fine Creek did appreciate the uh, shout out. I know I saw. Okay. That's good. I'm glad you. Uh, because you, you enjoyed that beer. What was the name of it again? Uh, beer de Noel. That was their Christmas beer, right? That was their Christmas beer. I got one of the last four bottles. Nice. And uh, it was a nice 10%, and it wasn't, like, overly bearing, and it wasn't, like, weak. It was they just might sick. be excited about the conversation with us until they listen to the podcast and are like, Wanker the Masturbating Walrus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> Crank, crank wankers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they may go Will Smith. Keep my brewery's name out, out your damn out, mouth. Out your mouth. <laughs> That's the fact, Jack. <laughs> oh, man. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> And that's our live feed from uh, <laughs> from Wally the Wanker the Walrus, man. Oh, that's pretty Excuse good. Me while I whip this out. No, <laughs> oh. oh, man. Or excuse me while I crank this out. 
his, well, his name is Wanker the Walrus, so maybe it's excuse me while I wank this out. Right? There you go. Yeah. Yes. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty. Do- <laughs> I think that's pretty doable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and guess once he's done, he can shake it off. That's right. Know. That's right. Just just for you, MacGuffin. Just for you. Playing it off YouTube is always so funny because you know, like you're watching the video. And I always forget, like, these people are all, like, rubbing their face and just looking, like, all contorted. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like they're suffering. It's, uh, it's such a weird, such a weird visual. But anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let me, let me grab a fresh beer. Come back. Oh, look, my God, it's 1220 and we're halfway through. Wow. How about that? This might be a, 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 a miracle, er, miracle. Actually got well. going fairly early. Now that it's past midnight, it is Friday the thirteenth. I know. Oh, oh yeah. There well, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we are so fucked. Look, <laughs> much like Wank of the Walrus. Do I look like I give a fuck, Dilly Gabby? <laughs> Sand. <laughs> and it means. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Bloody Wilson. Oh, okay. All right. Let's take a quick break. Um, Keywords of sports and brew, as always, multiple podcast services, home feeds on Podbean. We're going to go stretch our legs for a moment, water some trees. We'll come back and we have, we'll pound our way through a couple more games. And then I guess we got to raise a glass to Stetson Bennett, absolutely slaughtering TCU. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and then Carlos Correa uh, with his third contract. So third time's the charm. Third, third time is the charm. Back to because what was it? Was it the Giants, then the Mets, then Minnesota? Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's finally done. It's so weird. Third contract time is the charm. So don't don't cry too much for him. He's still making plenty of money. Just he'll live. <laughs> it'll be it'll be just fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll stretch our legs. We'll be back in just a moment. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And uh, as always, watered some trees. And apparently, it's not just California that's having atmospheric rivers. My backyard is too. <laughs> <laughs> there was no wanker the walrus sighting, however. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not that that would have stopped you from watering trees. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, um,. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, one of my favorite moments from the past weekend, and it, it was for a lot of people, uh, was the Bills Patriots game. Just with that le- that opening kickoff, just Bruh. touchdown was just incredible. Um, that moment was every once in a while. There's like a a game, uh, whether it's college basketball. There's just something. There's a story that's so impactful that resonates so much that it just has a different kind of weight to it, you know? And this 100% was one of those games, one of those moments. And, you know, it's not often I get a little misty-eyed over, like, a play. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it was it was but, very emotional. But that moment, 
you know, opening the game that way with that kickoff return. I mean, Hines just breaking loose, dude. Uh, you know, I was like, cutting onions, damn it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, you know, reading about, you know, Hamlin's tweets and mm-hmm. um, setting off all of his monitors in the hospital <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Just incredible. And then to have a second one in the game was just, it was just bananas. It was just bananas. But I, I love the post game presser with Josh Allen talking about getting uh, getting emotional. Uh, during that kickoff return. I can't remember a play that touched me like that, I don't think, in my life. So it's it's probably number one. It, 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 was, it was just spiritual. And I just, I was going around and I just, I mean, I was going around my team and saying, God's real. Like, you can't, you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> It's the last kickoff return, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, all right. I mean, that that is one of those moments where it feels like you had a nation pulling for Hamlin, you know? And I think it's tremendous that he's gotten released. Uh, his, his recovery has been incredible. Um, that moment where John Brown caught that touchdown and then gave it to the Bills trainer that helped perform CPR and DeMar Hamlin was... That was amazing. That was phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. gesture. What what a what a, what a great gesture to give that to uh, mm-hmm. Denny Kellington is that uh, trainer's name handing him the ball. Uh, that was that was phenomenal. And yeah. you could you could just see the emotion on, on Kellington's face, the players' faces, and then that that crowd just erupted. Just erupted. And those were some good fans. Yeah, too. I mean, you never quite know how the emotion's going to come out in a game like that with the weight of that kind of, you know, those circumstances, but that just felt like pure, just joy, right? Celebrating his recovery, celebrating the emotional impact of that play and his response. I mean, it, that was just incredible. I, I don't know what Buffalo's got in the tank and if they can channel that energy and maintain that. I mean, the AFC is going to be t- whoever comes out of the AFC has a hundred percent earned it because that is there are some good squads packed into the it's uh, a rare a- dude. Yeah, at AFC side of the bracket. I mean, I know Cincinnati was upset about the coin flip that could have happened with the Ravens for home field, but it almost feels like you could you could pick any one of those three teams and you're not wrong. You know what I mean? They're just they're they're all really good. And could you imagine? I mean, like. Uh, LA wins that game and you get the Chiefs and Chargers again but maybe a little bit healthier Chargers team that that's yeah I mean there, there's some really tasty potential playoff matchups I mean I, I think we're getting Bengals bills regard we we have to get Bengals bills the rematch we have to get that next week I mean I think I speak for most of America, except for Baltimore and Miami. <laughs> but yeah, even well, then, I think they understand, hey, we need that matchup next week. And that's you know what? It. I have a special message for uh, Miami and the Ravens. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, All right. Straight to the woo. trash with y'all. Throwing you out. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
I, see, the reason, like, one of the reasons definitely I want to see the Bills and the Bengals is, first off, the emotions that are going to be running through that entire game. Like, that, it's not even just going to be, like, in the stadium. It's going to be, like, when you're actually just, you, you'll be able to feel it. Like, just, I mean, just watching it, you're going to be able yeah. to feel just the raw emotion in that game yeah. both, from both sides, from the fans in the stadium, for everybody watching. It's just, there's going to be something about it that it's going to be a special moment regardless. Yeah. And it, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was uh, just to go from what we saw on that Monday night with Hamlin and uh, obviously just the emotion from that leading to the the bills that that first that kickoff like like you justin is cutting onions i mean it, it, there's just something yeah. there's something special there there was it was really it was just one of those moments that you couldn't have scripted it better unless no. you were you know unless you're you know working for a wrestling promotion essentially well i mean even then that's one of those things that just feels un, you know like what was it that uh emmett smith said <laughs> well debacle that was one of them he got debacled <laughs> But it just felt it you know, impossible. Unpo- that's what it was. It it feels impossible, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels impossible, man. It, it's just, yeah. If you did that in the movie, you'd be like, whatever. That's bullshit, dude. <laughs> that's such crap. But there it was unfolding in front of us. And what just what a roller coaster of a week and a just a chunk of time. And now look, yeah, I would I would. Th- think if the chargers play as we think they're you know trevor lawrence worries me a little bit uh, i think he's listed as questionable but i would i would believe i would like to think if the chargers play the way that they are capable of right that they would win and we'd get chiefs and chargers but the mm-hmm. the chargers just do weird things man chargers gonna charger it's gonna take them a while to shake that reputation off if they can uh, under Staley, but I, I love Herbert, dude. I mean, he's, he's just incredible. So Chiefs Chargers is a nice matchup, and then I I'm hard pressed. I I just it would take some kind of weird perversion of football justice for the Dolphins to upset the Bills. It just doesn't feel like that's going to happen. Uh, and and I would certainly expect with no Lamar Jackson, it would just be a Herculean defensive effort. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I don't see the Ravens beating the Bengals. The Bengals are super motivated. Super motivated. That's a good squad. You know, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I mean, they're 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 just stacked. And Joe Burrow just it's just amazing how nothing seems to just bother that dude. That was his confidence. Yeah, man. that and he has wonderful sound bites. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? My my window is my our window is my whole career. I just love that. Uh, it's just phenomenal. He's probably not wrong. No, he's probably not wrong. So uh, it's a lot of confidence, and I thought it was great. Was he wearing a uh, Jamar Chase jersey the other week? Was that that story that he got? Uh, Jamar Chase took his uh, jersey off the wall <laughs> and gave it to Burrow to wear, walking through the tunnel or whatever. It was pretty fantastic. But so I, I think we're gonna get Bills Bengals, and then. You know, so we're gonna get that game, and it feels like there, there's a little bit of football justice to get that game. You yes, know? we uh, need a definitive winner, right? Because that answers the question. And then, you know, either way, whether it's Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, I'd be shocked. It's probably a bad, 
uh, play on words since we're talking about the Chargers, but I would be shocked if they were able to get past the Chiefs. Anything can happen. You never know. But I would certainly think we're going to get – I mean, it, it just feels like once – you know, once we're past wild card weekend, there's so many incredible matchups on the AFC side. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's as sec, quite as sexy on the NFC side. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, I'm just I'm a I'm, I'm a realist. I'm not saying there's not compelling matchups over there. Uh, I don't have faith in the Cowboys, so I would certainly think we end up with Bucks and Eagles, and that would be a pretty big upset. Yeah, maybe the Cowboys handled business. Who knows? But. I don't trust. I just. I don't know. I feel like I just cannot trust Dallas right now. I feel like I cannot trust them. I guess here, let's tie a bow on this on on the Bills and the Patriots. A couple of things out of that. Uh, Patriots just needed a win to clinch a playoff berth. That was going to be tough sledding against Buffalo, obviously. Uh, but New England lost. They closed the season losing five of their last seven. That's that's a tough way to go. And there's no shortage <clears throat> of you know people are happy to throw dirt on New England. They had a. a pretty tremendous run of success clearly uh there are there are kids that have grown up not knowing anything other than playoff success and those days uh, that is not where you're at anymore <laughs> no nope. so they definitely need to hire a true oc and uh see if they can salvage mac jones so there's still upside there uh but they've got their work cut out for them <laughs> what a what a tough end but Again, the emotion of everything in that moment tied to Buffalo and to the Bills, it just, you know, every once in a while you get a sports story that just feels like it carries, you know, and it I'm hard-pressed to think that there's a better story in the NFL than Buffalo, a team that has had some real heartbreak on the Super Bowl side. And they, they've got, they're, they don't have a perfect roster either. And, you know, I mean, they, that's a team that's got their flaws. Josh Allen has certainly had some pretty questionable red zone interceptions, and, yeah. and occasionally he does some. He has some squirrely throws where you're like, I don't know what that dude saw, but <laughs> he should not have thrown that ball. But he, he also just has so many just incredible plays. I mean, Mahomes and Josh Allen just do just ridiculous, ridiculous things. So, but the emotion of that and the storyline on that side just feels. You know, it, it just feels tremendous. So it, it's hard, you know, it, unless you're a fan of another team in the mix, it's hard not to just look at that and just feel like that's such a compelling story. Uh, and for them to deliver would just be incredible. Hell of a fan base. All those great stories with Bill's Mafia. And then, you know, they've also done a lot of great things for other teams. Andy Dalton, you know, they've yep. done a lot of fundraising for people, a lot of donations. So that that's a fan base that would just celebrate so hard if they could finish it off. And unlike that nonsense with the NCW with the CFP with Georgia TCU no tailgating. What the hell was that by the way? Oh my god. What the hell was that? Really? Garbage. Come rest, on, rest man. Assured, Bills fans will if they make it to the Super Bowl, they'll tailgate enough for TCU, Georgia, and every other team in the league. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rest rest assured, dude. Rest in peace to the all the tables. Oh my god. At the Super Bowl. Yeah. They should have an NIL deal, right? With some tables. Oh, oh, that Popeye's kid got an NIL deal. Dude, yes. That's, that's awesome. That's a wonderful story. Uh yes. I think I have that article somewhere. Uh, that I thought was phenomenal. I know a lot of I, a lot of people were posting about it um, once once they realized it was him. I have to have that somewhere uh, saved. I could have sworn I did. Uh, 
that that was a very very fun story of the week. Uh, I don't I forget what college he plays for. It's like a Division three school. I mean, it's not like he's like a big time player, but the fact that oh here you go that yeah go ahead I got it. Oh, it's loading now. But the kid from the Popeyes beam. Oh, I mean that's just. Come on, USA Today for the win. Load up. <laughs> the hell. There we go. Dean Ernst Collin was standing around at a Popeye years ago. So he's a kid in that meme. And people were calling for him. Yeah, he's at uh, D2 Lake Erie College. And people were talking about getting him, you know, an NIL deal. And it happened. They did it. I think that's that's phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, that, yep. that's a fun story. Six one three thirty. Man, he's like my brother from another mother. I'm a little taller than six one, but <laughs> we're we're in the same weight class. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I was a lineman in a different life. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Back when I actually played football, I, I thought I was gonna be a tight end. That's what I thought. Didn't happen. I had I had some bike accidents and shoulder injuries and head injuries, and that was the end of that. No more football for me. But that's cool, man. Love him getting that nil nil deal with Popeyes. That that's a smart social media move. I don't know how much money he's getting out of it, but just the PR from that alone is uh, well worth whatever they're paying him. Well Absolutely. worth it. Well worth it. I I love that story. So anyway, well I guess um. I guess we're going to shift a little bit to college football. Well, college things. Uh, Shannon, I got to ask you, man, what the hell is going on with the Wildcats, dude? Um, eating that L against the Gamecocks, and that fan had the sign in the stand that said, please go to Texas. It gets escorted out, man. It gets removed. You know, once you get the lifetime deal, you don't really have to work for it. Um you don't you don't uh, you don't think Cal's working for it? Now they haven't had the results. I don't but. think he's grinding like he used to. Yeah. Uh, but they, they haven't but, won, but they, they haven't won a tournament game since twenty nineteen. That feels like a long time for a team yeah, like Kentucky. Yes, it is. And granted the twenty twenty tournament was axed, so you can't really hold that against them. Yeah, you got a year that disappeared. And then well, they lost to St. Peter's last year, and I forget who they lost to the year before, but I don't know, man. Their defense is soft, and quite frankly, teams are attacking to Sheepway on defense, and he's not holding his own. And yeah, you can you can re you can get double doubles on offense, but what are you doing on the defensive side, of my man? Like not, he, he's not just enough. getting. He's clearly not enough. And <laughs> now, I don't know. He, he's calling out teammates saying we need to fight, but what, I don't know, my man. Maybe you need to defend. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be funny, though? Like, just hypothetically, let's say he goes to Texas. I mean, Texas is going to be in the SEC not that long from now. So be careful what you ask for because you light a fire under him. It goes to Texas. He's going to be playing y'all in a couple of years. So <laughs> that would be so strange, dude. It, it would be. And be I, so I don't weird. want him to go to Texas. I want him to stay. Um, but <clears throat> because who are you going to hire to replace him? 
is my question. And honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to hire that recruit at his level? Yes, he, he may not coach like a Coach K. Because, I mean, Coach K could run circles around any coach as far as circles and O's, you know, X's and O's, maybe minus Tom Izzo. But Tom yeah. Izzo ain't going nowhere. No. Um, you know, Chris Beard. Good Lord, steer clear. Well, he's you can't touch him at the moment. I, I would say he needs probably about a year off, go to somewhere lower level, and then come back and then apologize. Hey, bring, bring back Patino. No. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe Richard Patino because his son's got New Mexico State. Uh, is it New Mexico or New Mexico? I'm one or the other. Uh, anyway, he's got them look, rolling. Look, they were one, the last undefeated team in the nation. One Patino got in trouble with his dick. The other one is bringing his dick to Kentucky to get out of trouble. That seems like a very dangerous combination. Richard Patino, are you sure you want to Italian meatball that? So, so <laughs> here's just, the thing. I'm just saying, man. Rick Patino's biggest regret was leaving Kentucky. If there's one thing, if his son got the job, he would look at him and say, don't you ever leave. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? I mean, could you imagine that? I mean, that would be some full Hey, look, man, all all I'm saying is Christian Leitner's not coming out of those rafters to stomp on their chests. You said (laughs) balls. You know what? Maybe we should hire Christian Leitner to be our oh head coach. God. Can you imagine if Christian Kentucky Leitner, fans would be Christian so Leitner torn? Was a coach and a good college coach, and they're like, you know what? Come on, man! Come, on. come on! That would be one of the most ridiculous things in like the all time, just all time. That would be legendary. You know, that would be legendary. When we first started this podcast a decade ago... It's an outrage! (laughs) Leitner was helping with the Olympic team, and Anthony Davis had the foot over him, you know, as a, you know, a Uh ha-ha. And they did the Heroes-Villains game where Christian Leitner was coaching the quote-unquote Kentucky villains. And I, I feel like that's water under the bridge at this point, yeah. It ought to be. It was a tough game, but I, I think doing that charity event at Kentucky, coaching the quote-unquote villains, uh, you know, I, I think there's some goodwill there. I don't think he cares to coach at the college level, but that that yeah. would be hilarious. That that I like your idea, man. That would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'd be all for that. Just 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 for the, the the t-shirts alone, that might be better than Wanker the Walrus. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe but I don't, you know i mean it's tough i mean as always there's fan bases and programs where you have a lot of expectations and I, I whether it's fair or not kentucky's one of those programs and they haven't lived up to the billing uh he's certainly still able to recruit talent you still have a, a, a you know clearly a pipeline to the nba but there is a point that sometimes you wonder if you know your program the program just doesn't have the kind of success because, you know, a lot of these kids, they're not loyal to the program, right? It's all about getting to the league. It's all about getting to the league. So that's a slightly different flavor. And (laughs) I don't know, man, the, the flip side of that is those are young teams and 
you have to evaluate them by how they grow over the course of the season. Yeah. And what they're like later. And you hope that they're good enough to get into the tournament. And then it's about what they do then. Right. But, you know, fan bases get impatient. Uh, I saw someone had started the GoFundMe to raise out like his buyout or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's not happening. But believe me, if Kentucky wanted to buy him out, somebody has enough money to do it. Chill, uh, yeah. chill out, y'all. You'll be okay. There are a couple of boosters that yeah. take care of that. They but could. like I say, my question is: is okay? You you want to get rid of him? Who are you bringing are you in? Bringing in? Like like literally? Are you bringing in? Who, who are you bringing in? And if if they're not on that par, then stick with it. Let's cheer on the kids. What if, what if we compromise and it's Bobby Hurley? I, I could live with that. <laughs> that'd be pretty not, No, no joke. I, I could live with yeah, that. That'd be kind of fun. That, he, that That's a great coaching family lineage. Yeah. yeah. That'd, be, that'd still be so weird. I mean, it, that would be weird, but I, I could live with that. Yeah. Uh, just because he's the, the toughness, you know, and I think, I think that's what's lacking on this team right now mm-hmm. is toughness. And that they, they could use some of that, that hard-nosed edge, get in well, there. Look, look, if they're not playing defense at Kentucky, it's kind of like the NBA. I mean, it is fitting. That, that's a true story. I mean. <laughs> you, you're not lying, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it's pretty selective during the regular season. It, it'll ra- it'll ramp up late and ramp up in the playoffs. But it does feel like in the NBA regular season, they're like defense. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess we'll start playing defense about mid-February. <laughs> maybe, I, I, maybe, and yeah. maybe we'll sneak our way into the tournament. And well, then, look at this rate: TCU could both play for Kentucky and play in the NBA because they don't play any damn defense at all. Oh, oh wow, wow! <laughs> Shots fired, Captain with the machete. Just <laughs> that was cold. I mean. But accurate. God, God bless. Yeah, accurate. Also, I, I did enjoy UVA taking down uh, North Carolina the other night. Although I hope Baycott. I, I mean, he got hurt obviously and left the, left the game. Uh, that probably helped you know, UVA take them out. But hopefully, Baycott's all right. Not that I want UNC to have uh, a lot of success this year. I, 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 I am a Duke the kid. I am a Duke. I'm a Duke fan after all. But. Uh, I, I never, I never want to see people injured, and you know, I, I respect his game and the effort that he puts in this stuff. So hopefully, he he, uh, he heals up all right and get back on the get back on the court soon. So that's a tough injury, but I, I was tickled. And again, my wife grew up in Charlottesville, so by default, I have to root for the Hoos, uh, unless they're playing Duke. Then I don't. Then I don't. <laughs> I, I really do need to go to a uh, a Duke UVA game though. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. You should do that. I should do that. It's not like I'm going to go to a UVA Duke game at Duke, but at John Paul Jones, that I could that I can do. I was going to say you could probably pull that one off. Just yeah. leave the kids with the grandparents and yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, her parents live, you know, relatively close. I mean, it's an easy drive or Uber. That's very doable. Uber, Uber, yeah, there Uber. You go. Um, all right. As far we have a couple more football games to get to, but as, before it gets the evening gets away from us, we do need to talk about this Georgia TCU debacle. Um, and, and you know, again, I and I just, you know, I was pulling for TCU. I was rooting for the underdog. I really thought it was going to be a better game than that. 
but Georgia just – it almost feels like Georgia was pissed that Ohio State almost got them. You know what I mean? And they took all of that. They took all of that out on TCU, and that just got so ugly, so ugly so quickly. Uh, and somebody has some audio from uh, – <laughs> And it's a little bit spicy of uh, Kirby Smart's pregame speech. Whoever recorded it and leaked it, I don't know if Kirby's like, "Oh, that's great," but he it, probably don't care. It, he just won a national title. Uh, yeah, he's back to back. He probably doesn't doesn't give a whole bunch of f's about it. But uh, it's quite the clip. Trust your preparation. Your ass is prepared for this shit for fucking 365 days. I think about them fuckers in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the fucking price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Go out here and fuck their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. You think about knocking the shit out of them. Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that fucking meeting, I wanted to go fucking play right then. Throw your shit up out here. Two years ago, fuck your shit up. Goddamn pride and joy. Tell me you fuck these guys up. You go play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the fucking ground. You tackle the fucking man with a ball. The shit's easy. Look at the right shit. Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's about who the fuck we are. I believe in you. Let's go. I mean, I'm ready to run through a wall at this yeah, right? point. <laughs> right? I mean, whoa. Whoa. That was a hell of a, you know, just getting everybody fired up. Yeah, that, that, that was peppery. I love this headline, by the way. Uh, Georgia humiliated uh, humiliated TCU so much, they turned the national championship into senior night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's not wrong. No. no. Wow. <laughs> Our Kirby did call timeouts to get the offensive seniors and the defensive seniors off the field. Sure did. Some curtain calls. Yeah. yeah. I, I tapped the third quarter. A, a lot of people pieced out. I left it on in the background. I watched the uh, I watched the first quarter, and then I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And no text to Jesse saving this thing. Duval. It was just disaster, and I, I kept holding out hope that maybe TCU would do something. It's like that meme, you know, poking the the dead thing with the stick. Uh, and it was just, it was just a hundred percent a complete debacle. I mean, it's a, it's a full credit to Georgia. It's the largest margin of victory, and I believe in any bowl game or nas- certainly national championship. Any bowl game, but I think that's that's any bowl game ever, which is insane. Um, that's a 58 point margin. That is crazy. And Max Duggan, 14 to 22, 152 pass yards, zero touchdowns, two picks, negative 38 rushing yards. And look, I know last week I said it in our, in our family, we pronounce it Dugan. I've decided that performance was so terrible. He's clearly a Duggan, not a Dugan. Clearly. <laughs> Got to disown that travesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your performance is so bad, you get disowned by someone who tried to own you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gross, man. No, I mean, you know, that's just he was. A, that was too much defense. They were all over that dude. They were all over Duggan, man. There wasn't. What was he gonna do? It just got crushed. But what a statistical contrast with Stetson Bennett, uh, twenty nine and three as a starter. By the way. 
but he was 18 to 25, 304 pass yards, four passing touchdowns, no picks, 39 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. He had a six touchdown game. Six touchdown filthy. burger. Yeah, I mean, just 100% filthy. So, I mean, I was going to say the last 60 burger I can remember in a national championship game was when Nebraska ran the fuck over Florida. Back in the mid '90s with Tommy yeah. Frazier, yeah, like I, I remember like defensive guys being flicked off like little flies by Tommy Frazier in the third quarter when he was just running down the field. Yeah, and they just they couldn't do squat. Georgia's size, strength, lines—it was just—it's just too much, man. It's just too much. The um. You know, Georgia's is the fourth team to go back to back since the ninth since nineteen ninety. Nebraska did it ninety four ninety five. Uh, USC did it oh three oh four. Alabama did it two thousand eleven two thousand twelve. You know, uh, and, and Georgia, yeah. yeah, and and now Georgia. And uh, quite frankly, Stetson Bennett. I, I don't know if he has a shot at an NFL career or not. Whether it's as a backup or a, whatever. But I tell you what, man, he finishes his career with Georgia as an absolute legend. Uh, I know everybody was making fun of him because of his age, his, his you know AARP card, and they were like showing pictures of Tom Brady and Stetson Bennett talking about these forty-year-old quarterbacks <laughs> winning trophies. I mean, people have had a good time, you know, making fun of that dude. But I guarantee you, Stetson Bennett is living the good life, man. Down, down there, rest assured. The other yes, thing, I, I love the fact that um, people were looking for him the next morning for media stuff. And he was like, nope, I fulfilled my obligations to the university. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to. I'm, uh, unlike last year, I, I, he can sleep late and keep partying. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty funny. But uh, Bennett tied former LSU quarterback Joe Burrow for the most points responsible for in a CFP title game with 36. And he's the only player over the past 25 years to have four passing touchdowns and two rushing scores in a game against a top five opponent. And I had forgotten this. Stetson Bennett took over the Georgia offense, took over as their quarterback after Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State. Right? A transfer Jamie Newman opted out, and then JT Daniels got hurt. Yep. I mean, that's crazy, right? And you think about the evolution of that offense in that team under Kirby Smart, bringing in uh, Munkin, right, yep. and and really changing the nature of how they played offense. And it, it, you know Bennett became the Bulldogs' first four thousand yard passer, and it, the stuff for Stetson Bennett is crazy. And I know we're going to say, well, Georgia's a tremendous team, and all that is true. But again, we talk about fit, right? Fit, and and that guy didn't shrink away from the moment. You can say, well, he got short fields a lot. That's fine. Ah, oh, they're super talented. That's all true. But he did it, right? Yep. In four four CFP games, he completed sixty seven point eight percent of his passes for one thousand two hundred thirty nine yards and twelve touchdowns with one pick and two and two rushing touchdowns. That's bananas. Pretty good. You want it, And I mentioned before there was something that's criminal about Stetson Bennett. This is what's criminal. All right. All right. Because Stetson Bennett was never named an All-American, right, he's not eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. What the fuck? 29-3. and Offensive MVP of two CFP semifinals and two CFP national championships. 
and he's not eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. Are you that's some shit? Yeah. How? <laughs> How? Yeah, like a hundred percent, right? That's that. That's that soundbite. That's the perfect use of that. Are you kidding me? I mean, is this all based on his age? No. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? That's also a true soundbite for Green Bay. But no, I, I don't it, understand it, then. If he's he's clearly got the record, he, he's got the stats. Because he was never he, named an All American. So because you're not an All American, oh, you're that's not just fucking bullshit. Right? Isn't that crazy? So Kirby Smart was asked about that. And he said, I don't know about prerequisites, but I know he's got GOAT status in Athens, Georgia, forever. Yeah, he does. Damn he ain't right he buying does. another beer in that town. No. He ain't got to pay for a hooker. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Rest assured, Stetson Bennett can enjoy himself mightily. <laughs> he'll, he'll be splitting up rights for a while. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, whatever his flavor du jour may be. Who knows? <laughs> uh, that's, that's a bullshit rule. Just to, if you're doing an All-American, you can't be. Like, right, doesn't, no. that, doesn't that feel like that's, like, absolute crap? That's just that's doing cool. someone dirty. That, that's an archaic rule, mm. in my opinion. I mean, if, it, if it's a one-year fluke, okay, fine. But, I mean, that's two years. Two years where two you've years. won two national mm-hmm. titles and yeah. you're the – would you say most valuable player or whatever they may, named him in all those games? He was and, named the offensive MVP of two CFP semifinals and two CFP national championships. Come on, man. It, they, they, that, that's archaic shit. They need to update that stuff. They should. I mean, that's crap. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, and again, you can give all the you can give all kinds of credit to, to Kirby Smart, the team, Monk, and all that stuff. But he, I mean, Stetson Bennett, his story is wild to think about what he went through to even get to that point and then to deliver on that level back to back. That's, that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So hopefully uh, somebody's like, man, this rule is bullshit, bro. <laughs> because you can't tell the tale of this Georgia team or this period of college football without, without Stetson Bennett. Bennett. First yeah. of all, he has an incredible name, right? I mean, he, he Let's let's be honest. Remember that remember that game we uh, it was years ago. It, it was like the street names, you know, like what's your porn star name or whatever. All these dumb things, you know. I mean, Stetson Bennett. Then he's he doesn't he already has a porn star name or a or a cowboy. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's got a f- phenomenal name. It's yeah. really funny. Stetson, and it's the and he's the fourth. Oh yeah. So, but all kidding aside, an incredible run. And yeah, that's one of those things you just look at that you're like, dude, there's no way, man. That's that's so dumb. That's so dumb. What a career, and what a way to cap it off. You know, he made the right call coming back. Hundred percent made the right call coming back, and it paid off for Georgia. Paid off for Stetson Bennett, and who knows? Maybe he'll have some car dealerships or something. <laughs> but uh, you'd like to think that. Hell, um, if nothing else, I don't know if he'll, you know if he's going to get drafted or not, but that he'd get an opportunity in a camp uh, with that kind of drive, that kind of determination, and you know you got to respect that stuff. Maybe it doesn't translate to the NFL. I know he's not a big guy. I mean, I, I hear all that, but you know, game a, a gamer is a gamer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
a player is a, it's just it's just what it is. It, give me a late round chance on him, and we'll see. Yeah, and, and we'll see how it shakes out. M- maybe he goes the Chase Daniel route. Well, there's still, or Taylor Heineke. You can still make a nice career that way. You know, if if that's what he wants, he can do that. So, but uh, look, I'll, I'll raise a glass, do a little salute clock to Georgia kicking the whole gigantic stack of ass. Not the championship game I thought we were going to get. And, uh, you know, that, that's a that's that's a real rough outing for TCU, man. That's tough. I, I'll say this, though. I'm not fond of the 12-team playoff. I still think eight is more than enough. But if you if you go 12-team, the likelihood that this kind of imbalanced title game happens again is probably pretty low, you know. Because a, a team like TCU, and again, they had a great game versus Michigan, right? You can't take that away from them, but they just clearly overmatched by Georgia in the championship game. Clearly. But expanding the playoffs should get some of this out of the way so you don't have this complication. And there, and there are people that say they shouldn't have been in there after that loss, and maybe they shouldn't have, but they were. Uh, they had a great season, and they did a lot of – they were a good story, but who we were they overmatched? Whew. That's a it was almost like playing NCAA football back in the day with your dynasty team. Yeah, I mean that's you feel bad for them. That that's that's embarrassment level beatdown. And Georgia, I don't know if if Georgia had elected to, I don't know. I mean, they certainly could have hit seventy. Oh, absolutely! I don't know if they could have hit eighty, but they they could have they could have poured it on a little bit more if they had chosen to. So and, and, and again, incredible man to think that they had fifteen players go to the pros last year, go to the NFL last year, and this is what they did on the run back. That's just that's filthy, man. That's reloading. <laughs> that's filthy, filthy. All right, salute the clock. Raise the glass real quick, and I guess we'll also uh, pour one out for Lisa Marie Presley. Passing away after a cardiac incident. That's sad. I think it's 54. Yep. Um, so rest in peace. But I'm enjoying, of course, uh, Jack Daniels and some Mexico, as well as an El Segundo Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Very tasty. Round two with that. Um, side note, I, I will chuckle. I had a dermatologist appointment. And so they took a little chunk off my chest and they sent it in for testing. It was benign. But I had to go back in because they, they wanted to remove. I thought it was just a birthmark or whatever. I mean, I can't remember not having it, but they didn't like it. The dermatologist didn't like it. And so I have like this four-inch long scar <laughs> like right now or four and a half. I mean, it feels like it's gigantic on my chest. And so I went in and they cut out all the – after the test came back, they I had to schedule back in and they took this huge chunk out. And the, the doctor was great. She was very funny. She liked my rings, and um, she's like, "Oh, are you know, are you Greek? You have these Greek keys on your rings." I'm like, "No, but you know, I love the rings." And so we were talking, and you know, she said I could be an honorary Greek, and I was like, "That's great." Uh, so that was fun. And but they removed this big old chunk out of my chest because they do the area that they want, and then they give it a buffer. So I'm looking at the wound care. The point of the story. <laughs> is I'm looking at the wound care sheet and it's like, do not drink alcohol the next 24 to 48 hours. And I'm like, well, that ain't happening. <laughs> 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 I'm like, because I don't like to take pain medicine, right? Yeah. 
I don't like to take pain meds. I'd much rather just drink a beer as opposed to good, pop up. Good luck with that, yeah. bro. Pop an ibuprofen. Well, I guess they're, you know, because they, they worry that, you know, the thing when you have like that kind of <laughs> wound is that I guess it, it wouldn't, you know, you'd have issues with bleeding or whatever. I, um, I mean, that's like when you're in a hospital. Yeah. Do, do not feed funyuns don't, and I don't, sneak your funyuns, don't, you funyuns. Yeah, know? Don't, like... don't smuggle funyuns in when somebody has a paralytic ileus. But once I recovered, man, Shannon smuggled me in some funyuns. They were so good. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Yes, I'll, I will always be appreciative. But yeah, dermatologist, man, I didn't know I was going to get a half dollar taken <laughs> out of my chest, but God bless. God, it sure dang, did. Dude. Uh, so it's a pretty, pretty sizable scar on there. Hopefully it heals up well. But yeah, so I was like, nope, I'm drinking beer. So what did I do? I came home, fired one up, <laughs> popped the top. Mommy, mommy. Let's go. But I like, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I told the doctor, I told the lady, I was like, well, I'm not gonna go home and you know crush a six pack. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was great. She was telling me this story about this one lady that came in and uh, had a, a similar kind of procedure wherever it was. And said she was going out for happy hour afterwards and having a margarita. <laughs> wow. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. That's my people right there. I was like, I'm just going to go home and have like a beer. Like if I'm uncomfortable, which I did. And then I went to sleep because it was uncomfortable sleeping. So, but anyway, so it's okay to have a beer. Just don't, just don't have a, have six of them. Apparently now, granted, I did not tell her that I like tall boy cans of beers that are seven or eight or nine or 10%. So, yeah, it's a beer. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, I'm having one beer. It's just a, a or, you know what I mean? It's a crowler or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 32 ounce beer. What do you think of that? No, I didn't tell her that. It's a beer. It's just a- like you had a margarita from the Mexican restaurant, right. even though it was 64 ounces and 20 <laughs> of them were the alcohol. Yeah. I've, I've definitely enjoyed some jumbo sized margaritas over the year. I, I, over the years, there was one place that it felt like it was a fishbowl. Was that Mi Hacienda? On oh, Midlothian? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's Bro, like, there the, there's there's like the regulars, the jumbos, and some place had like the extra duper, extra super duper jumbo. I mean, again, I, it feels like it was a fishbowl. That margarita was enormous and it was good. That was definitely a, that was a joint effort on that one, though. Those things get you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, what are you enjoying this fine Friday morning? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm rolling with a Hardywood doubleheader. Um, roll, uh, first, I rolled with the Hardywood Memals Mean Cobbler. Nice. And then I'm uh, finishing up with the Hardywood Gingerbread Porter. There you go. Quality. Brady, what you got, bro? Well, in keeping with the Hardywood tradition here, oh. um, uh, I, I've been enjoying myself a uh, Christmas pancakes. <sighs> nice way to go. I got hey, got to drink up the Christmas beers, and we got plenty of it. So there it is, man. No, no complaints there, Randy. I got to tell you, dude, I was between the pancakes and the porter, and I went with the porter. So I'm glad you did the pancakes. Yeah, I still have two GBS in the fridge too. So. I have some GBS as well. That's, I don't like to drink those when we record. That's like a, I'm just chilling kind of a beer. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's a uh, – you, you got to drink that alone. You can't drink that with the Captain and Coke. 
Yeah, no, 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 that, not that, at nine point two. Well, I mean, that, that's where that set starts at. Yeah. So some of those are any of those GBSs, the minimum is nine point two, and it goes up to like I think fourteen percent. Yeah, so they they have some beastly combos out there for sure. Oh yeah. So, but raising glass to you, Georgia. Good job. Great effort. Good job, good effort. You know, what was not a good job and not a good effort <laughs> was the freaking Green Bay Packers against the Lions, Oof. dude. Oh, my God. It's a win in your end scenario. Seriously? And this feels like it was the game of missed opportunities. Uh, certainly too many turnovers. And... It's like the Detroit Lions took everything personal and were just like, F y'all. You know what I mean? Like, Lovey Smith was like, F them picks. And the Lions were like, F them Packers. You know what I mean? That that team, kudos to them, man. Would you expect anything less from a team? Uh, bite their kneecaps off? Campbell. No. Well, they, they, took the, they took the Packers, you know, the legs out of the Packers season at the end. It was, it was pretty brutal. But, you know, watching the game, the... It's one of those things that Green Bay had a lot of opportunities and they squandered a lot of opportunities. I really did not like in the first quarter. I really did not like that fourth and inches. No, that was terrible. Inside your 35. What are you doing, bro? That was terrible. That was an awful call. Um, The Lions (laughs) ended up getting a field goal to tie it up 3-3. And then in the second quarter, you know, it was 9-3 after another Packers field goal. They're driving, man. They got great momentum. Uh, Aaron Jones is, is balling. I mean, it just feels like – it felt like the Packers, you know, they kind of wasted some opportunities, field goals, couldn't get the touchdowns, but that they were going to start punching us in. And then Jones fumbled around the 25. Lions get the ball. They drive down and get a field goal, so 9-6. to six. You know, Mason Crosby bagged a couple of field goals early, and then I think it was a 53-yarder that doinked off the crossbar and, and got the miss. So uh, there's just there's just stuff, right? I loved uh, Watkins. His, his progress over the season is wonderful, and I hope that there's a jump for Dobbs and Watkins going into year two, from year one to year two. They feel like they're ripe for that. So I, I'm of the mindset. I'm, I'm, my lean is that Rodgers is back. It's a lot of money. I think you have some nice young talent. Like if Watkins and Dobbs were total busts, it'd be different. But it feels like their progress over the course of the season sets up nicely for next year. Look, the team's got some work to do. And there's no doubt that losing Devontae, you know, if Devontae was back, I don't know if they still draft Watt. I don't know if they still draft both of those guys, maybe just one of them. But uh, not having Devontae to me was the difference between you know, being a playoff team and not because uh, they would have won a couple of those games, in my opinion. And that's tough. But LaFleur deserves some criticism for how this game unfolded. Uh, I didn't like some of the calls. I didn't like some of the moments. I don't understand when you get late in that game, there was uh, the Lions converted the fourth and two, and there was a play involving DeAndre Swift, and he took a forearm to the head, which was – Mm-hmm. you know kind of a dirty play and you know the, the trainers come out to check on swift and you know walker ends up yeah fine the trainer come, came up and kind of you know 
scoots him out of the way, trying to get to the dude. And I, 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 and I know they were what teammates at Georgia. Is that what it was? Um, or was yeah. it high school? Either, either way, they had a relationship there. They, they they were teammates before, so maybe he was vested in what was going on with Swift. I hear that, but he just like randomly pushed the the trainer in the back. Man, you can't do it. It's not the first time he's done that. So he gets thrown out of the game. He's ejected, and. You know, a lot of people had fun laughing at him. I mean, he was clearly upset walking through the tunnel. Uh, a lot of people were bringing up that uh, that Friday kind of scenario where the dude's like, you know, running away after uh, Debo takes, that's my mama's chain. <laughs> that was my mama's yeah. chain, man. And, and I laughed. It was pretty funny. Um, but it's just, <laughs> but it, it's just such a shame, man. That hurt. They just they had mistakes. They had turnovers, um, you know. But it, the fact that it's not his first time doing that this year is like that's come awful, on, bro. Yeah, come on. You, you, I mean, like, how do you not learn from the first time? It's the NFL, dude. You, you can't. And look, you shouldn't be pushing a trainer. But God bless. After what happened with Hamlin, of all the weeks, dude, let right? that shit go. There's no reason. I understand that. And I think we can all appreciate that the trainer was just trying to move his way in there. Now, whether that was a little extra hot sauce on that push or not, we don't know. We weren't there. Um, but my take is, is I'm not sure that ex- that trainer could put a hot, enough hot sauce on there to affect um, that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know. So, it, it's like it's just stupid. It's stupid. It, it's, stupid it's stupid, but in the in the in the respect of of what's happened that week, you got as we always say, you got to let that shit go, bro. Yeah, just do. And we've already played it. You don't have to play it again, right? I mean, it's just it, it's a dumb but moment. You, you really do have to let that go. I wish Amon Ra St. Brown's taint had let that ball go. <laughs> That he, I mean, that he if caught, you could turn back time, that, that you would he, probably say that, that. That dude caught with his ass. Like, seriously, let me tell you what. When people are catching catching football, when people are catching balls, if they're making Uh-oh. receptions, Uh-oh. if people are making... You said yes, balls. Anytime you got receivers bringing it in with their taint, you know it's not your game. Okay? It's just, it's just not. Great ass! <laughs> maybe, maybe so. <laughs> But like that—that's a bad omen, you know. That's a bad omen. Um, if only you could turn back time, bro. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just for you, since I know you want this. Yes, I'm sure. If Walker could do this, he would. Mm-hmm. And there's some throws that Rodgers would undoubtedly be like, "Yep." He sure as hell would. Yeah. So the Lions were clearly just like, F it, man. You know, they had that hook and ladder on the second and 17. That was crazy. Bro, they said F it, we're going deep. That that was bananas, man. It went sexy, Rexy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Even to that playbook, bro. They just, you know, the Packers had a lot of opportunities and a lot of moments, and, you know, they squandered them. And, 
you you give respect and credit to the Lions for playing that game all the way through till the end when they knew it had no bearing on their playoff chances, but that they could ruin a division rival's playoff chances. And Rodgers, you know, his comments put a little extra salt in the wounds for Detroit, and they that was their payback. They wanted to knock them out, and they did. You know, uh, the Packers missed the playoffs for the first time since 2018. It's the uh, 2018, excuse me, it's the first time Rodgers, in a game to end the season where they have a chance to clinch a playoff spot in the season finale, it's the first time he's failed. They beat the Bears twice to do it, and they've split with the Lions. So it, it was a very, very bitter end. And as happy as I was with how they looked against Minnesota, because they flat out waxed the Vikings. It was great. They just it, it made too many mistakes, man. Made too many mistakes. It's like they, they couldn't fully escape the clutch, the clutches of mediocrity that they had been embroiled in for a lot of the season. Uh, that was super disappointing. That was a very bitter out because I appreciate what Dan Campbell and the Lions did, but it just this just feels like a season of wasted opportunity. So I guess it's true to form that they choked it out in the end. It's <laughs> really, really obnoxious. Now, there are a couple of really random things that are uh, unusual and interesting. Let's see if I have this. Yeah, here it is. So... First of all, Rodgers in the fourth quarter, he was 2 of 6 for 12 yards and a pick. Oof. Not so good, right? Brutal. But here you go. In Brett Favre's final six, I thought this was crazy. In Brett Favre's final six passes as a Packer, he went 2 for 6 for 12 yards, concluding in a game-sealing season-ending interception at Lambeau Field. I think that was against the Giants. In Aaron Rodgers' final six passes this year, he went 2 for 6 for 12 yards, Concluding in a game-sealing, season-ending interception at Lambeau Field. As fate would have it. This is from PackersHistory.com, by the way. As fate would have it, in Brett Favre's final game as a Green Bay Packer, the wind was blowing at 12 miles an hour. What's that? Rodgers' jersey number. In Aaron Rodgers' final game this season, the wind was blowing at 4 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Which, of course, is Favre's number. Oh so it's just crazy, right? So Favre lost an OT of the NFC Championship game to the eventual Super Bowl champion Giants, who <laughs> defeated the 18-0 Patriots. Now, honestly, I, I really I think Green Bay would have uh, uh, given the Patriots a game as well. That was one of those years that was really disappointing because that was that was a good Green Bay team, man. That was a good Green Bay team. So it it feels different talking about that in context. Talking about a you know an NFC Championship game loss to the Super Bowl champions versus eating shit on the final week of the regular season versus the non-playoff Detroit Lions, but statistically fascinating. Like what are the chances, right? Like what are the chances? So weird. So uh, Rodgers, by the way, is also the only quarterback that started all of their team's games without throwing over 300 yards in a single game. Not very good. No. And it's the first time in Rodgers' career that he was swept by the Lions. It's happened to the Packers before, but it has not happened to Rodgers as a starter when he's been the starter that he's gotten swept by the Lions. And active, not injured. Okay? Uh, so that that's a, that's a lot of bitter pills, man. That's a lot of bitter pills. I was very let down, very disappointed. 
and that uh, Lafleur has to own some of it. Rodgers has to own some of it, but it, it's a credit to Detroit. But that was a that was a shitty loss, man. Well, and when you look at the game itself, you could tell that it was it ended up just being a Dan Campbell game where the Lions' physicality in the end ultimately just they overworked Green Bay's defense and they just wore them down. Well, you couple that with turnovers, you know, and I think uh, that Detroit DB Joseph first person to get three picks off of Rodgers in a season, and it should have been more. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He could, he could have had a th- <laughs> yes. It Kirby, should have been a fourth. Kirby but, Joseph. Yeah, Kirby Joseph. First uh, person. But I will tell you what, though. Hutchison, mm. hell of a pick. Yeah, he, uh, right? He's a player for sure, well, man. Here's here's the funny part of all this. They've got the Rams' first-round pick mm-hmm. this next this season. So, And we all know how bad the Rams – we're talking about a young team that's building that j- pretty much has a nice – Early draft pick that they can get an and, yet another piece. And by the way, and they don't need to burn it on a quarterback, man. I think no, I, they don't. No, the I, second I, half of this season, Jared Goff's been on point. Yeah, again, that, that, that was the point I was going to make. Like he's been legit. Yeah, that I mean, it doesn't mean they don't draft somebody somewhere along the line as a developmental quarterback, but I think you can <laughs> go into the draft feeling confident that Goff is a good fit for the team. Yep. And for Dan Campbell, and you go. And let me tell you what: if Detroit makes the mistake of firing Dan Campbell, no, I, I, yeah, I, you, they shouldn't. They, they no, they shouldn't. But if for some reason they fire him, um, they they deserve all the the rage of the football gods, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that would just be terrible. Give the, give that man another year or two. You know, it, it it may come down to that at some point. Well, I mean, it happens to all of them, right? either retire or you get fired. I mean, that's the way that it goes. But th- they were 1 and 6. They were 1 and 6. They finished 9 and 8. Come on. Campbell brought them back from the abyss. Yeah, they won 8 of their last 10 games. It's crazy. Crazy. Credit to the Lions, credit to Dan Campbell. I'm I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed, dude. Gross. So, which is one of the reasons I'm like, all right, go Giants. <laughs> uh, also disappointing. Well, not for me. Not super. Uh, Washington waxed the Cowboys. It's just a weird. It was 26 to 6. It's just so strange to me to think that Dallas, who had something on the line um, to play for, hoping that Philadelphia might lose, and went into that game that lackluster, played that poorly. Their special team was disastrous. The punter muffs a snap, right? Sets up Sam Howell's touchdown pass to McLaurin. Dude, his first NFL throw was a touchdown pass. That's pretty good. Amazing. It's pretty good. Uh, Fuller gets the almost interception from Dak, and then on the very next play, gets the mulligan and bags a pick six. I mean, really? Really? (laughs) It's 14 to Donut. Washington, man, it's crazy. I thought maybe Dallas was going to sort it out when they got that touchdown pass to close out the first half from Dak to CeeDee Lamb. I was like, all right, they're going to, they're going to figure this out. They'll, they'll go ahead and put this away in the second half. Uh, they missed the extra points at 13-6. to six. But it just didn't happen, man. I was, I was really on the fence about Sam Howell being put in there, but I thought he held up fairly well. And uh, had some yeah, nice he moments. Yeah, he had some nice moments. And he definitely has a decent arm. 
had that, uh, I think it was like a 52-yard pass to McLaurin. Uh, that was nice to see. He had a really nice run on a uh, – he ended up getting a, a, um, a touchdown run on first and goal, uh, and he popped through a couple of Cowboys defenders at the goal line. So and it's hard – you never quite know. It's one thing to watch you know highlights and film from these guys in college. The NFL is different. You know what I mean? Like they're all bigger. They're all faster. So the stuff you can get away with at the collegiate level, just you better figure out how to read some defenses. <laughs> so I'm glad that Sam Howell had a productive game. I'm glad that Washington played hard, but I would have preferred the Chicago Bears method of entertaining, but we lost. <laughs> uh, would have been better as far as I'm concerned, which I know was a weird thing to say. Uh, I, I would say that maybe it's, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it might be time for the NFL to figure out a way to, whether it's a lottery or something, uh, for the non-playoff teams to try to stamp out some of these shenanigans late in the season. Also, um, kudos. I'm glad that Washington finally retired Sonny Jurgensen's jersey. I don't know what took him so damn long to do it. Uh, it was great to see the old school logos, which is appropriate. I mean, he played a long time ago. He was not a Washington commander. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad that they did his jersey proper. Of course, he was had a big old honk and chonk and cigar dangling out of his pie hole. But that was I'm glad they finally retired his jersey. Took too long, and I'm glad he was still alive to see it. Bro looks like he's up there. I'd have to you know fact check his age, <laughs> but he's old. So, but it took long enough, man. I'm glad that's done. So, as far as the Cowboys, I want you to keep this in mind. They went 11 drives without a first down. I'm going to say that again. They went. They had 11 drives where they did not pick up a single first down. That's just insane. That's crap. That's, crazy. That's crap. In the last 12 games, Dak has 15 interceptions. Good God. His last 12 games, he has 15 picks. He's got an interception in seven straight games. And he's thrown three pick sixes in the last four games. That sure likes them taints. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. The Dallas offense only had 169 yards, man. That is pitiful. They were 4-17 on third down. Gross. Dak was, incidentally. but He got replaced by Cooper Rush late in garbage time. So, again, good to see Sam Howell. Had some nice moments. You got to feel a little bit better because Wentz is gone. I don't know if Taylor Heineke's going to stay or not, but I kind of hope he stays. It just, I guess that might depend on if the grass and the contract are greener on the other side. Uh, one other thing I thought was phenomenal. I really loved the Chiefs. Now, this was ridiculous. Picking on the poor Raiders, 31 13. But in the second quarter, they had that completely obnoxiously hilarious ring around the rose rosy huddle thing they were doing. That was wild, dude. Jared McKinnon was under center. He pitched it to Mahomes, who then threw it to Tony and got the touchdown. And then the touchdown is called back, and then uh, Tony gets a touchdown anyway on that drive. That was pretty funny. They made it 21-3. to So that was a fun highlight. You wouldn't do that stuff uh, in any other game, right? You just you just wouldn't. But they're, they're breaking out some of the things in the playbook. It's like, F it, man. We might as well. So, kudos to them. I did mention the Vikings before. Uh, they took care of the Bears 29-13. to No Justin Fields, which I was a little bit disappointed about. 
Uh, but I bring up the Vikings game because I have to share this one particular statistic. The Vikings, all right, they're the only 13-win team in NFL history with a negative point differential. Not good. <laughs> Not good. It was the first time since week one that Minnesota won by more than one score. Right? And they finished they finished the year outscored by opponents. <laughs> how, how, how? How do you how I don't get it. How can you be a division winner and ultimately your opponents still outscore you? It's odd. It's just odd. It's just odd. I mean it but it's it's those weird, strange statistics like that, it makes it very hard to trust them in the playoffs. Oh, I don't trust Minnesota at all. It's one of those things where I can see them being one and done. I don't trust Dallas, and I don't trust Minnesota. Now, both teams, if they play their A game, can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. But Dallas at least has a defense. You can't trust Minnesota's defense at all. I mean, they got to be on point offensively. Got to be. Because that defense is not bailing them out. At least with Dallas, you know, if you have a struggle bus offensive day, that defense is, Micah Parsons is a beast. You know, uh, they might be able to bail you out of a bad offensive game. But uh, other thing that was weird to see was Tom Brady finally losing against Atlanta. He'd been 11-0, and 0, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But he didn't play the whole game. So it's. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It is weird. But he, he got like his half in and then he was yeah, done. Yeah, he was done. And he got the completion record, which he wanted, clearly. Because, you know, he doesn't have enough records. Family present. Tom Brady does not have enough records. Don't have enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, pretty wild. Dolphins-Jets was just hideous. Uh, Steelers-Browns, I'll just say kudos to Tomlin and, you know, Pickett learning on the job, going from, you know, just struggle busting earlier this year. And somehow, some way, finding just the means to get over 500. You know, they didn't make the playoffs. Fine. But give them some love. Give them some dap. Give them some respect for that. Because that's a – that given the way that team was looking earlier this year, to climb back out of that hole and get above 500, pretty wild. Yeah. It, it's. I think Pickett definitely has a – has a really promising career ahead of him because you could tell like the game started to slow down from a little bit. Yeah. Once they got hot and he's, he was starting to make better throws and the emergence of Pickens. So, I mean, you got a rookie quarterback and a rookie receiver who can form a really nice tandem for the years to come. Oh, I think we lost Shannon. Look at him. I think, fuck, he looks like he's ready to fall out of the damn chair. (laughs) Oh, you know, what's funny is I thought that shoulder was a hat. I didn't realize. Oh, look at McGuffin. He's trying. Oh, where's that nope. song? Where's that? Hold on, hold on. Where's that song at? Let's see if I can find it. This, this is this is dedi- <laughs> this is dedicated to him. I should have it. <laughs> ah, there it is. A little lean back. Yeah, what up, McGuffin? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the On the struggle bus. Yeah. Too much GBS. What's Shannon gonna do? Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> Nap attack. We got Randy last week. Got you this week. You gonna yeah, do? I think I'm going. I think I'm going to tap out, bro. That's all right. We're we're at wrap up a clock anyway, man. Beautiful. It's fine. So look, uh, final thoughts and call your shots for the. Uh, let's do a quick call your shots game. 
Yeah, final thoughts and caller shots for the uh, playoffs this weekend, man. Who wants to uh, lead? I'll go. Cincinnati, right. Buffalo, That that's destiny right there. Uh, fuck it. I'll take Jacksonville to win at home. Nice. Uh, in AFC. I, that, to me, that's a pick em game mm-hmm. uh, to see who gets to play the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I think either way you're going to get a, a, a team of the present versus team of the future game Yeah. Uh, in that one. Yeah. Uh, NFC side, I'm probably going to, have to change my pick, but screw it. I'm going to go Tampa Bay over Dallas. Wow. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. Ever, ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Never, ever. Ever, ever. Now check out this stat. Oh. Check this out. Since 2015, Brady has won the Super Bowl. Every other year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win it this year, but he lost it last year. Mm. So, a couple things to keep in mind. So, I think Brady, well, I don't know if Brady beats Dallas or if Dak just hands on the ball because he just lost throwing interceptions. <laughs> Despite missing five games, that dude led the league in interceptions. With Davis Mills, who plays for Houston. Impressive. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, I How expect do you fuck that up. <laughs> How do you fuck that up? I expect the 49ers to roll the trolls. <laughs> and, dude, I, I'm. I'm a little torn on this Giants game. I, I think I expect the Giants to come out and win the game. Right. But the, but the best player plays on Minnesota, and that's Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like too many people are pulling for the Giants. Too trendy. The underdog with fleas, right? Yeah, it's so trendy. I, I think I, I think I, I gotta go with the Vikings to win that game, even though I don't want to. That's fine. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Mark. Randy. All right, Randy, what you got, bro? Well, I'll just go in order of uh, the way the games are gonna be played. Obviously, I'm gonna pick the Niners over the over the Seahawks. That's what? just I think no. <laughs> I know it's amazing, no. right? By the way, that uh, there there could be some gnarly ass, there could be some gnarly ass weather for that Seahawks Forty ers game, man. And whoever can run the ball the uh-huh. best is probably going to win that game. So cough, cough, San Francisco. Yeah, they, they anyway. got they got big old fans out there trying to blow dry the field during breaks in the storms, man. Like it's Good a luck with that. Like it's a NASCAR track, dude. So it, there's a 98% chance of uh, rain and up to one one like 1.3 inches of rain, which is a lot. <laughs> Damn. You know, during the day with winds around 14 miles an hour and gusts up to 30 miles an hour with a significant risk of power outages and flooding. Well, if there was ever a team that has a kicker that I would uh, trust in really shitty weather conditions, it's going to be Robbie Gold. So. <laughs> <laughs> he did kick in Chicago. So he did. There you go. You dealt with that bullshit. Well, he right? dealt with that bullshit in the playoffs last year in Green Bay with the ball probably feeling like it was just solid rock because you know oh what happens when the ball gets dude. that cold. Yeah. Going on to the next game, um, as much as as much as it's awesome to see the improvement in Jacksonville, 
Uh, I'm not quite ready to see them really uh, take that next step yet. So I'm going to go Chargers just because, let's be honest, it Herbert's due. It, I, with all the bullshit they've had in the past couple seasons, just missing the playoffs, mm-hmm. Herbert's due to, you know, finally, you know, take that, you know, finally take the, right. the next step. All right. Um, all right. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go Buffalo just because, it, yeah, Miami, good luck. No, it's, it's not going to be, I don't even think it's going to be a game. Tom, Scott Thompson, really? Really? You're going to put a rookie against a, a team that's virtually charged? Bueller. <laughs> Quarterback rating 0. 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game is uh, Giants Vikes. Uh, as much as everybody wants to knob slob on the Vikings and the offense and all that, I like the fact that I like the way the Giants played this year. And it's going to be one of those rare times, but I'm going to root for the Giants to pull this one out only because it's something new. It's it's actually nice to see them have success considering for how many seasons they've just been a dumpster fire. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, something uh, I hate to say, it, I know, Justin, you put up with it with the, you know, the commanders or Redskins back in the day, but, um, you know, unfortunately, Matt's final. I think Matt may be finally going to join the club and has to deal with a rebuild of sorts, but you know, we'll wait till next season for that. But still, I'm, I'm going to go Giants just because they've they've put it. They that that team fights for Dayball. They really yeah. play hard for Dayball's that dude. Done a hell of a job. Yeah, and uh, a job. I, I definitely want to see that continue here. Um, obviously, I'm going to go Cincinnati just because I, I I really like the Bengals. I like Burrow. I love. Yeah. I just love the, the the confidence he plays with. I love just how he just goes out there and he slings it. He does. He's not. Just, he's not this arrogant prick. He just goes out there and he plays. I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I'm going to go Tampa Bay over Dallas because a the Cowboys fuck them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also oh. it's 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 hard. It's hard to bet against Brady in the playoffs. It really is. Fuck him. Uh, look, look, look. Alex Trebek, man. Fuck him. Exactly. Fuck him. <laughs> Even Alex Trebek knows that's how we deal with the Cowboys. But, but seriously, it's hard to bet against Brady in the playoffs. It, it really is. is. It is. It's, e- way- it's, it's easier to bet against Dallas in the playoffs, right? <laughs> given, how, given how sloppy that Dak has been playing, even though, Slop. yes, the offense is – is you know has been better, but he's just been god awful. Yeah, shit show, dude. And then and well, to, this, here's the thing: losing that game against the Commanders to 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 howl to to go into Ow. the play, to go think about it, but to go into the playoffs on a loss to a rookie quarterback. Just I mean, looking that bad, they looked, exactly. They looked so pitiful. Like it, it's one thing, like if you play like a couple, you know, a few possessions and you get blown out, but like they played for a good portion of that game and they looked like shit. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. And I mean, literally, he T- could have thrown. TCU thought they underperformed, right? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Dak should have thrown back to back pick sixes, but yeah. the first one was dropped. Yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, are you guys showing up next Friday to the uh, 
goodbye party for Todd's uh, bar. I think that just depends on when we record, because if we record Thursday, yeah. the answer for me is no. <laughs> if we can record earlier in the week where I can get the podcast done, then then yeah. Maybe although, we shoot for Wednesday next week that way. Although it might be a madhouse. I got to tell you, I still don't like the fact that there's Monday Night Football, a playoff game. They, they should all be done. I despise that. It should be Saturday and Sunday, man. Because yes. the, 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 I, I, the 100% the, agree. I hate the Monday Night Football yeah, aspect. The, the team Give them primetime Saturday night and call today. Yeah, at three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Because yeah. you're, you're hosing the team that wins that game. Right? I mean, yeah. it's just you're hosing them. Yeah, I mean, you, you're giving them a short week to play probably the late game Sunday night or early, whatever. Don't like it. Yeah, I'm Don't not like a fan. It. Not a fan. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday, man. Just roll, dude. I I think Troy and Joe can call a game on a Saturday yeah. or Sunday. They'll oh, be just uh, fine. Thank uh, you don't worry. Much. we got to have super wild card weekend. Look, they probably ought to just be happy they're not making somebody play a fucking playoff game on Thursday night. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> nah, it's nice to see someone else say it for a change. I shouldn't joke around about it because, God bless, somebody from the league is probably like, oh, we missed out on Thursday night playoff games? Oh, no. Oh, we got to add that to the Bezos deal. Why not? Dude, Al Michaels has probably started drinking hearing that shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I imagine Al Michaels during these games like Bob Euchre in Major League. Where he's just sitting there <laughs> calling the game with a bottle of Jack Daniels, just pouring it into his cup as the game goes along. Nice, and I, I, I can see it now. You know, someone misses wide right, just a bit outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's also that also goes on Wanker the Walrus's shirt. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wanker the walrus. <laughs> so, no. Uh, how about this? Sir Cummingham Wanker the walrus. Oh, uh, there you uh, go. Or, or Wanker the walrus, the, her- the, the herd. With... <laughs> <laughs> Wanker the Walrus the Third. Uh, I don't, we gotta work. We gotta work Cummingham in there, cause then, cause then we get to drop. What can I say except you're welcome? Uh huh. What about the Earl of Cummingham, the Earl, Sir oh, Wanker the Walrus? Sir Wanker the Walrus, the Earl of Cummingham. Wow, that's a that's a lot. That's what she said. That's a lot. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, uh, considering yeah, that's really. typical British shit from back in God knows you know, the dark ages when they were just like, oh, yes, this is some, f- I mean, long ass fucking name. So they did all that shit. <laughs> so why not? Let's yeah. go with it. I think, I, I think the sports brood person that has the longest name is, is Whitfield, by the way. He's Matthew Philip West Whitfield. Fancy Failhorn. Yeah, the, fan, the, fan, the Earl of Fail. Matthew Philip West Whitfield. <laughs> The, the Earl of the Earl of Fail. <laughs> Thanks, Kawhi. <laughs> I, like, I like that. Oh 
my god. All right, all right, all right. I can say he's make my picks. Um, Randy, did you make all yours? You you, yeah, you got it, buddy. Yeah. Yes. All right. Did. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely taking the Niners. Definitely taking the Bills. Um, I'm not rooting for the Giants, but I sure as hell am rooting against the Vikings. So I'm taking the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm taking the Bengals. Um, and I just, you know, I I, don't, I just don't trust the Cowboys. So I, I think Tampa Bay can pull that off. I mean, look, if the Cowboys actually show up and play like they give a fuck and don't don't do stupidity, should the Cowboys win? The answer is yes. Do I trust them? Yeah. Do I trust them? No. no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tampa Bay just just for a nice little you know shiv in the back of Cowboy Nation, and they deserve another uh, playoff road game collapse. That's what they deserve. Jaguars Chargers. I'm kind of split on. I think it's more likely that the Chargers win. I think you know I, I'm okay either way. You know what I mean? I'm okay either way. Yeah. Although I will say I think the Chargers, in all likelihood, can give the Chiefs a game. I'm not that confident in Jacksonville. So I love what they've done. They should be very proud of, of their season, their turnaround. If Duval can pull this off, kudos to them. I'm okay either way. I just I think it's more likely that the Chargers win this game. I, I just I don't I don't know, but let's call it a coin flip, right? The old coin flip, but I, I don't really have a dog in the fight, and I, I don't know. But you, you know what? Screw it. If Daryl, if Daryl and his wife are at that game, I need to find out if they're down there. I got to find out if they're going to that game. Uh, if they are, I'm going to take Jacksonville, right? And I'll text Jesse intermittently during the game if things aren't going Jacksonville's way <laughs> to see what happens. I think the Chargers win that one though. But uh, yeah, I'll find out if Daryl's going. If Daryl's at that game, I'll pull for Jacksonville. Why not? <laughs> I'll find that out. Anyway, I guess that's the scoop. That's the scoop. That's the score, right? So yep. scoop and uh, score. Yeah, scoop and score, man. So Tom Brady, uh, fun factoid, had winning records in 21 consecutive regular seasons with New England and Tampa Bay before this season, y'all. And again, the last game didn't matter. So Atlanta enjoyed the dub, <laughs> right? Enjoy the win, but it didn't matter. So, how, how ironic that Dallas's first game is against Tampa Bay, and their last game of the season is going to be against Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, I like that statement, sir. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, and if if Dallas gets bounced right out, man. Do I look like a killer? <laughs> nope, I don't. <laughs> no, I do not. Does not pain me at all. So, anyway, let Dallas come up short. Totally fine. (laughs) Short D, man. Go ahead. Come up short, Dallas. Short D, man. The D stands for Dallas. Right. The D stands for Dallas. Or Yeah, that that's true. Anyway, all right, all right. We're gonna go full Dirk mode or full for you know full Dak. Does Dallas want some glory hell or what? Jerry Jones does, but you know that's what uh, NDAs are for. In between, you know, in between Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder, somebody knows how to use the NDAs better than the other. But definitely some glory hole. <sighs> mm-hmm. Anyway, we're gonna go full Dirk mode and maybe Dak mode, depending on which Dak shows up in this playoff game. But you know what? Like I said, 
I'm hoping they eat their own ass and get booted out for sure. I'm feeling it. I'm vibing it. See you later. So, full Dirk mode. Oh, my God. Shut it down. Oh, no. Let's go home. I got a funny story from, from, of all places, church. So, the treasurer comes in every Wednesday. Lord. And then she she was like, yeah, she was leaving. She goes, yeah, I'll I'll be in next Tuesday because my birthday's next Wednesday. And I was like, oh, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's great, dude. I was like, oh no, that's great. <laughs> oh, if only you had played that Spice Girl song for. Her. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. oh no! <laughs> I felt awful after I said that. I was like, "Oh, because she's actually a good actually, person." Actually, you, you know, this is quite frankly, uh, MacGuffin. Given all of our shenanigans, I want to know how you're going to intro yourself at the pearly gates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> intro oh here it is here it is let's wrap up with this how do we intro wanker the walrus all right that's your mission right now i want you to contemplate for a moment we're wrapping up we're getting out of here how do you intro wanker the walrus apparently the sports brew mascot (laughs) here you go Alright guys, go get some rest. Keywords are sports and brew. As always, you can find us on our home feed on Podbean, uh, <laughs> Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all kinds of other random services, man. It was good to catch up, good to hang out. Ran a little bit longer than I thought we were going to because we started earlier tonight, but two is a lot better than three. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So go get some rest and uh, we'll see if we can rally up and catch up with Todd uh, next week and help shut down the crowbar it's still weird that that's the end of that. that I don't, sucks. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Sucks. Yeah, that that's a, that's a shame. Somebody's somebody's you know did not uh, understand the assignment. That's for damn sure. Ooh, excuse Bless me. You. No, we understood the assignment, but yeah. I understood the assignment. That's true, uh, but they did not. So it's a shame the crowbar is going. But you know, Todd. Uh, hopefully, we can catch up and raise a glass. Wah, bah, to you. Bah, 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 yeah. Oh, 
And if we can't do it at the crowbar, just throw a backyard party. We'll come and trash your we, shit. We got you back, out. bro. We got you back, Todd. So who's reaching around on Todd? Who's got his but you? <laughs> I was gonna say name my time. I think I think that's a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> that's a team effort. As long right as Todd there. doesn't go Cisco, we're okay. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> oh my God! All right, we let's got. Say, let's say if that happens, that's all Shannon. Then I, I'm bound out of that shit. Oh my God. Sorry, Todd. I don't know why this happens when we start talking and making fun of stuff. <laughs> well, I do, because we're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is true. Hashtag, hashtag facts. <laughs> Right, Todd. Anyway, all right. Keyword sports brew. Already said all that stuff. So enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Here's to the wild, super wild card weekend. I still don't like the money game, but hopefully oh, it's a no. great weekend of football and that nobody full on go or nobody goes full TCU mode. Give us some good games, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So from all of us, all of you have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week, man. Late. All right. Peace. Later, friends. Good night now. Holy crap. I thought we were going to do two hours, two hours and 40 minutes. Thanks Jesus a lot. Christ. Thanks a lot, assholes. No wonder Shannon was taking a nap over there. I'm just kidding. All right. Good night, guys. You're not wrong. No, not wrong. <laughs> good night, y'all. Go get some right. rest, man. Good night, guys. Good night, bro. Later, dude. <laughs> See y'all later. Hey, Whitfield, good luck in your interview. Yes. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Get that job. It's, pro- it's probably hey. trying to be a hand model on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> or, or porn chub or something. Anyway. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> well, look, there's a market for short stories. What do you want? <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. <laughs> Are, are, are you seeing Whitfield comes up short? Well, in honor of the Green Bay Packers this season, I guess so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. All right, good, good night, guys. Good night, brothers. Later. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Dirk. Dirk, one more time, just for good measure. Yes. Oh my God. That's it. All right. Good night, fellas. All right. Late.